Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. We start things out with your calls. That is what the show's about. So we go to the amp line and talk to Brian, who normally is in New Hampshire, but you're actually en route at the moment back to Colorado. Right, Brian? Oh, yeah. Heading back home to get another load of stuff. I uh, I have a um, uh, a boat in tow. It's a 1931 Chris Craft on a trailer. Oh, you're doing the uh, the little the, the the thing where what was the website? There's a website you you can uh, haul stuff for people on. Yeah, it's U ship. Letter U ship, and then uh, you just put in your zip codes you're going from and to, and say you know you only want to go 25 miles, 50 miles out of your route, whatever. So I picked up this boat in um, upstate New York, and I'm. Uh, Taking it uh, to not too far from my house in Colorado. Now, before so, you before you go on calling about what you were calling about, a little more about this U ship idea. What sort of protections do they have built in for the guy that just gave you his boat? I mean, <laughs> yeah, what if you decided you like the 1931 Chris Crafts? Yeah. How do you deal with that? Well, do you, I never like, thought about that. I know you didn't uh, think yeah, about it, it. it. Somebody would though. It, 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 yeah, they have a they have a rating system. Okay, good. Uh, kind of like eBay's uh, feedback system, where you know you can you can check to make sure somebody had high ratings. My rating is zero because I've never done this before. Right. They, but, uh, you know, the guy just you know we we talk back and forth, and he gets a good feeling. You know, who are you? Do you have insurance? I don't know. You're not going to steal my boat. You mm. know? And I have to assure him, but there's no there's no insurance. There's no uh, recourse that they have after the fact. Wow. You know, it's not even theft, just so you know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he gave you the boat. Um, well, you're breaking your agreement. I mean, you made an civil, agreement. It's a civil issue, but it's not a criminal issue. Yeah, like, right. Yeah, probably. Because right. yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't take it by, uh, by fraud or by force or anything. Yeah, I, I don't recommend anyone steal anybody's stuff. That, well, wait, that if really you take stinks. it, that is fraud. I mean, if you say, I'm going no. to take it here, and then you take it somewhere else, that's it's fraud. Not, it's not criminal, man. I guess, yeah, there was, well, well, if you don't want to call it criminal... That's fine, but it's fraud, and as far as I'm concerned, fraud is criminal. Okay, I'm not going to call it criminal because... You don't think stealing is criminal? It won't be in criminal court. Is the, the differentiate I could care less it. about their courts. I'm just saying that's criminal to you, me. You'll, you'll Do you care, not agree? You'll care when you're, pound me, you're in pound-me-in-the-butt jail. That's, when, that's what you can tell the difference on. You're telling me it's not a crime to steal something from someone, Mark? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying it won't be handled in criminal court. I'm saying I don't care about what they call their courts, Mark. Do you agree that that is a crime? I agree that it's a crime. All right, that's to all lie I care someone about. And lie to someone so that they can get there so you give go. You their, their stuff? Sure. Very good. So, Brian, what's going on? Why are you calling tonight? Hey, I'm not stealing this boat. I'm going to take it to the guy. We know. <laughs> okay. Okay. Just um, actually, well, what I called was uh, a few weeks ago. A couple uh, during, uh, I guess, just before Pork Fest, a couple of uh, of uh, Free State friends were walking through Manchester with their uh, with their guns on their belts, uh, open carrying, and they got harassed by the cops. Uh, you guys reported this. You had had them on the uh, the, the microphone at uh, Pork Fest. So. Uh, uh, I and there are a couple other people in the Manchester area that have vowed to open carry until the Manchester cops get used to it. Okay, interesting. 
I know there have been a lot of people that that were trying to uh, that have been kind of on the case. I know Dave Ridley from RidleyReport.com has been report continually reporting on this, trying to hold some politicians' feet to the flames. And uh, apparently, you and some others are actually going around open carrying. It's it's a great thing. Uh, One one of the guys, uh, Ryan, is uh, has a meeting tonight at six or seven p.m. So right about now, with the uh, Manchester police to register his official complaint. So he'll have an opportunity to talk to uh, the department. Interesting. Um, you know, he I believe he had a meeting with uh, Genta, uh, Mayor Genta. So yeah, they're, they're following up. And I think that this, this uh, you know, the, the right PR, because it's getting in newspapers over there, that the uh, Manchester Express has had two articles on it now. Really? And that's, you know. It, it, that's it's activism, the, baby. It's the PR. And, yeah. and that's, what, that's what catches people's attention. Well, well, because it didn't, they didn't let it drop. I mean, it's it's because people continue to focus on it, and they didn't forget about it. Whereas if this, if uh, if somebody had been harassed by the police for open carrying in another state, you know, might have gotten a blog post somewhere, and then that would be the Oof. that would be it. The issue Oof. would be over with because there would be nobody else backing you up. But in this case, a bunch of different activists have sort of taken their own tact and decided how to handle the situation and how to help out. And it didn't require anybody saying, you know, nobody told you to do this, right, Brian? Right, yeah, it was. Brian? Oh, I think we're losing his cell phone. We lost it. Hey, you know, um, you're having cell phone coverage when you're traveling across the, uh, you know, out there on the uh, highway and flyover country. You know, it's it's difficult to, uh, you know, be covered. I, as a matter of fact, there are places when you push the seek button on your radio, you'll find nothing. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Both AM and FM. Well, maybe he'll call back, because I, I think he was going to tell us about some of his open-carrying adventures, as he had told me, I think, off the air he'd been carrying uh, for the last week, and I think he mentioned it on the air, but eventually you're going to come across somebody that doesn't like it. Oh, yeah. The more you do it. Uh, but the idea, of course, is to get it out there into the public and get people used to seeing something like that. That way they aren't alarmed by it. I mean, it's not like the people that were open-carrying in Manchester were menacing anybody. They weren't waving their guns around or pointing them at anyone. They were just going about their business, and they happened to be carrying some firearms. Uh, the very, very nice young men. I believe there was a young lady with them as well. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we've, we've all seen those guys. They're not threatening in any way, shape, or form. No. The, 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 you know, having a gun on your hip is not a threat to anyone. It's pulling it out and pointing it at, at, at them is a threat. And, you know, there's the only people who are doing that... We're the Manchester police. So, you know, no, there's, you know, the threat weren't, uh, the threats weren't coming from the open carrying free staters. Julia has joined us here in the studio tonight, and you're, you're looking like you had something to say, but I wanted to make sure we introduced you properly. Andrew? Oh, and I didn't turn her mic on. Oh, that's nice. There we go. I was going to say that uh, when the free staters were in town for Porkfest, a few of them were in where I work, and I actually got two complaints from some old ladies who. L- Said, I think that's illegal. <laughs> now, of course, that that's all they care about is whether, whether or, not or not it's illegal. It's illegal. Um, and I said, you know, it's it's actually not illegal. I it's, can assure you, it's not illegal. Yeah. You know the old bitch. <laughs> well, and she left that last part out. Yeah, I I did. And actually, she came to the right manager because I'm not even sure what our store or company policy is on gun carry. But I just said, look at him. He's a really well-dressed young man. He's not endangering anybody. He's not hiding in the corner with a trench coat being creepy. So don't worry about it. You're actually probably safer now than you were 10 minutes ago. So I can assure you that's the case. Yeah, having a guy in the corner with a trench coat fingering his uh, revolver would be kind a little, of a little creepy, sure, off-putting. 
Uh, I might have to ask him to leave at that point in time. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. but you handled that. I think you handled that situation well. Well, really they well. came to the right. They asked the right manager. Right. I don't know how other managers would have handled it. They might. I. I don't know. But. Well, you know, when it comes to open carry, it's absolutely the business owner, uh, or the, you know, the manager or whomever is in charge of the business at that time. It is their uh, right and their bailiwick to decide whether or not that per- they want somebody carry- open carrying in their building. Now, here's a question for you, Julia, as a as a member of management in a retail uh, food establishment. If you did have someone who was undesirable in some way, you know, saying mean things to people that were sitting nearby or, or causing a ruckus or whatever the reason would be, would you approach that person and ask ask him or her to leave? Yes. Or would you call the cops first? No, I would approach the person and... I'm sort of obligated if they didn't respond in the way that I wanted them to, if they didn't leave or stop the behavior, I'm under obligation to call the police. That's not what I would want to do, but hey, if I didn't, I would the, get in trouble. Well, they're the only protection company you yeah, can exactly. hire. I mean, they're the only protection organization out there at the moment for the most part. I mean, unless you bring in Wackenhut or whatever. But I right. don't I don't call or, the police or right away. for that matter. It's just, you know, there's, there's other options. If you have a lot of security concerns, like say at a bar, That's some true. bars decide that, I need bouncers. So they have security on staff. What I saw today, um, a few moments before the program, was out on a, a little uh, public area here in Keene, New Hampshire, Railroad Square. Um, some bands were playing and some of the, the Liberty activists were out uh, today. And there's this kind of upper crust style restaurant right over by where I was. And some guy who kind of had shaggy hair was leaning up against their window outside of their restaurant. And apparently they didn't like that very much because they called the cops on him. And I went up and talked to the guy after the cops left him alone, if the cops left. And he told me that they never came out to talk to him. They just called the cops. Can we please just have some civilization here where we talk to one another first if we have a problem with, with each other instead of going straight to the guys with guns? Is that too unreasonable? More coming up. You can take control. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Those features include the Shrine of Female Listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo and prove they listen to the show. Just go to shrine.freetalklive.com and see what it's all about. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Do you want to easily update the look of those old cabinets or that old set of drawers? Well, InnerKnobs.com offers a wide variety of knobs and pulls for every taste and budget. Save 10% on your order by using the code FTL at checkout. That's InnerKnobs.com, I-N-T-E-R-K-N-O-B-S.com. Or see their banner at freetalklive.com, internobs.com. Got my countertop in today. And? Well, it's blue. Ooh. Ooh. That's about it. Well, now Julia's definitely going to have to go over to your house, and uh, you're going to have a little housewarming party, have some free staters over and all that, right? Well, so many of them helped in the building of the house that I figure, you know, bratwurst and beer uh, as a thank you is... Uh, Sounds like a winner. Good system. All right. Uh, 800-259. If only you to help, then you could have one. 1-800-259-9231. I helped you walk the property that one time. (laughs) (laughs) I helped you look at it. Yeah, thanks. Anyway, uh, I helped you pay for it. How about that? Yeah, how's that? I gave you give you a percentage of the sales that you make. No, give no. you an opportunity, no, you see, a wonderful I opportunity. I give you a percentage of the sales <laughs> that I make. 
<laughs> All right. Here's the story out of uh, Macon. And it's kind of just a really lame story. Politically correct kind of story. And it's about our very own radio talk business. Uh, this story, again, from Macon.com. Macon radio talk show host Shane McBride said he's been suspended indefinitely. And his job at WMAC News Talk 940 pending an internal corporate investigation. Now, what I mean, what do you think this guy did to, to get suspended indefinitely? Well, maybe touching some children or a murder? How about raping someone in the office? Uh, stealing things? Suspended indefinitely? Yeah, stealing things. Um... Lying to, yeah. to the boss? Yeah. How about that? Pretty no, bad stuff. No, it was none of that. McBride, who's 37, said he met with Cumulus Broadcasting representative Wednesday morning after being arrested for misdemeanor marijuana possession. Hmm. They In the radio business? Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's exactly why I brought this up. I mean, you, you've got to be joking. How politically, <laughs> how politically correct can you be on this? I mean, I understand stations, they want to have an image or whatever, but this is a news talk station. Their morning show co-host... Got caught with a little bit of marijuana, and they blow this up into a big story? I mean, was, if he, was it his, his arrest or conviction? He was arrested. See, so not even convicted. As far as I'm concerned, I would have had a meeting with him and said, look, um, you know, you can do whatever you want on this, but if, at the very least, at the very, very least, if you're convicted of uh, possessing marijuana, then you know, we're going to have to let you go. Why? But they didn't even do that. But why do that? I no, mean, I don't suggest good... that. I don't recommend that. I'm just saying that at this point, they have fired an innocent man for nothing. Well, he's been suspended. Well, whatever. He could indefinitely. Come back. Yeah, indefinitely. That's what it is. It's, I guess he's waiting. It's, it's you know, pending his uh, but how, conviction. But how awful? I mean, it's this guy's not a criminal. He hasn't done anything that a significant percentage of your listeners don't do every single night. It's I, just... I don't feel like most people even really care about marijuana anymore. It's just marijuana. Even least, my mom, who was always really uptight about it now, is like, uh, eh, it's just weed. The statistics bear out what you're saying. I mean, a significant percentage of Americans are certainly okay with medical use, and a very large percentage are okay with recreational use. And if you talk to people in your personal life, I have trouble finding people that, that you know, don't even smoke marijuana. We were at the SACL CAI fun tent. Maybe it's just because it was the fun tent. It only attracts people that want to have fun. But, man, it was hard to count the people that weren't partaking at the SACL CAI fun tent at uh, the, the Porcupine Freedom Festival of the, of the marijuana. I and didn't. it's illegal. Yeah, but you have in the past. I mean, the amount of people that have at some point in their lives experienced marijuana, either uh, personally or have known someone and has been close to someone who is, has been a marijuana user, it's significant. I We're talking like about millions upon millions. The older I get, the more people I... I mean, it just comes more and more and more and more people smoke pot that I know. Well, it doesn't, have a, it doesn't give you a hangover. Yeah, but yet there's still this stigma, which is evidenced by this particular story. Now, I don't know if this would have played out any differently if it was up north. This was making Georgia. Maybe there's something about the south. But I think this kind of crap could happen anywhere. That this, this marijuana still has this stigma attached to it that there's something wrong. Oh, well, it's, it's under illegal. Well, black drug right well, like, they're all the same it's a crime he's we've a had, criminal we've had callers uh, pretty much pointed out in the past is really they don't have a problem with uh with people that 
have it or smoke it or anything like that. It's getting caught with it is really the problem. I mean, you've heard you've heard people say that exactly that that you know only dopes get caught with uh, with their marijuana and you know or if you're just in the wrong place at the wrong time. And you're right. It, this was a pretty dopey way to get caught. I can get to the details in here about how it happened and but it goes back to I've a lesson. I've been arrested for marijuana possession where I wasn't doing anything wrong. I just happened to be in the wrong like in the That's, wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah, well, it happens that way too. But in this particular case, this could have been avoided, as I understand it. Let me continue here. Uh, Mr. McBride replaced, uh, they talk about the history of the show that he was on in the, in Macon, and he says he expressed remorse for embarrassing his friends and family. <laughs> he said he accepted responsibility for his actions, saying, I'm sorry, whatever the consequences are, I've got to deal with it. You know, if I got caught with marijuana, I wouldn't be sorry at all. Wouldn't be sorry one bit. Because I wasn't hurting anybody. Who do I have to be sorry to? If somebody wants to feel all uppity because they know me and they know now that now that it's out publicly, of course, it's plenty public on this program that I've I've smoked and will probably continue partaking in marijuana into the into the future. Uh, but if if somebody uh, that that coming out into public, if say it wasn't out before, in some way offended someone, I wouldn't be sorry about that either. It's your choice to be offended. It's your choice to feel how you feel. It's not my fault. If you don't like it, then stop associating with me. If you've got a problem with that, get away from me. Because I certainly don't want to associate with intolerant people like that. Marijuana smokers that I know, for the most part, are very responsible members of society. They're not deadbeats like they try to play it up in the uh, the, the anti-drug commercials and Hollywood movies. Yeah, I, I, I really don't. I don't feel that either. I, uh, I mean, certainly some people that smoke marijuana are deadbeats. Not but some they people were probably I know. losers before so, they started right. smoking and, and marijuana. Some people are losers. Some people, are, yep. you know, d- you know, they they don't have a lot of drive. But you know, there's really not that much indication that well that. The drive was there in the first place. Marijuana is not going to make a loser into a winner, and it's not going to make a winner into a loser. It doesn't there have that effect. There are winners, and there are losers, and some of them smoke marijuana, and some of them don't. Well, I, I do think that any kind of recreational drug use um, will slow you down in your, uh, you know, your, your, on your path to success. It is not the goal for most people um, to, you know, to, for the perpetual high. So you're not getting to the goal that you're looking for by relaxing with a mind-altering substance. But I think that's as true with alcohol as it is with. Are you uh, talking about drugs? if you use it like constantly? No, I'm because I know about... so many successful well, people that have used marijuana, and I can't say in any way it would be an no, no, impediment. No, no. To I, them. I'm, say, I say, I'm saying it's slowing you down. I didn't say it would impede. It would stop you. So, you, what you're saying, I would have more affiliates spend if I didn't ta- smoke marijuana. Spend your time uh, working on your affiliate break. list. More, co- yeah, at 10 o'clock at night. More on the way. It's free talk. Live. Would you like to help others find free talk live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're totally free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Again, that is freetalklive.com. The features include archives, so if you've missed a moment of the show, just click and download. They're right there on the front page of the website for your downloading convenience. That again, freetalklive.com. Travel less, use less gas, save money, meet online, try WebEx for free. 
Go to WebEx.com and enter promo code 600, that's 600, and start your free trial of WebEx. That's WebEx, W-E-B-E-X.com, enter promo code 600, start your free trial today. You can get a, uh, not only do you get a free trial, but you get a free webcam, too. 800-259-9231, talking about a, a man, a t- radio talk show host, Shane McBride in Macon, Georgia, uh, the one of the morning show hosts at WMAC was caught for marijuana possession, misdemeanor marijuana possession, and his he was put on indefinite suspension for it. Uh, market manager John Rodriguez said the station's short-term plan is for Eric's uh, for another guy to fill in on the show. And they say we're just looking into all the ramifications of McBride's arrest. Well, what does that mean? Ramifications? Does that mean that you know your listeners are you trying to you testing the waters? Is this a, was he a bad employee and you're just using this as an excuse to take him off the air to see if list, to see if yeah. listeners uh, are complaining about this because it's so absurd. Now to go back with something, I wouldn't write it off to that though. I mean, so they, they may very well just be making a terrible mistake. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's so absurd to suggest that uh, that marijuana users are somehow despicable criminals that deserve to be punished. I mean, this guy was obviously you get up on the. If you're doing a morning show, you can't really be late too often before you're already fired. So if you're if you're yeah. doing the morning there's show, there's no one to there's no one to catch you. There is no net when it comes to morning showness. Um, you know, maybe if you have a co-host, they can cover you for an hour or something like right. that. At, you know, if something terrible happens, but. You, you start making there, a, man. Right. If you make a habit out of being late to the morning show, you're done. I mean, it's over. It doesn't even need to be a habit. You, you repeat offender. It's over. Right. So, uh, so clearly he was showing up to his job at the very least. And as I said before, many of the many of the most productive people that I've known have uh, been marijuana smokers. And you said a moment ago, Mark. And uh, by the way, Jason from Sakel CAI is accused of being a bigot as a result of this. But uh, you said that. That smoking marijuana will result in less productivity. Was that essentially what you said? That, that I will, productive I, people don't. I'm saying that anything. If, if you've got a goal and you do things that are contrary to that goal, you're not going to achieve that goal as quickly so wait, as you could. So okay, I see what you're saying. You I, you you did explain yourself a little further during the break, and you were suggesting that recreation well, you're just of any combative sort about anything that's right. anti-marijuana. Like, well, I am. If, if I reason. say anything that's even slightly askew on marijuana, I'm go at your throat yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like you just love the weed. That's right. Dude. That's <laughs> right. There's nothing you like better than pot. <laughs> that's not true. I like Julia better than pot. Anyway, don't get in the way, baby. What? Don't get in the way of the pot. That's my advice to you. So what I was getting at though is you you admitted during the break that what you meant. Was I that, didn't admit crap. Hold on. I didn't I'm admit tell you a what damn you I was continuing my thought, and if you would have shut up in the middle of it instead of Go being and continue your thought, then. My thought is if you do something contrary to your goal, it's going to slow you down. So recreation is contrary to your goal? Is that what you're saying? No one should no. recreate? If you play video games instead of doing if productive you do too, things. Yeah, too much video game playing certainly would be the case. Too much is different from a little bit, right? Too much marijuana is different, you know, smoking around the clock like Scott the Burnout or somebody like that. This guy we used to know at a radio station uh, was high. there was a time there was not a time when he wasn't high, 
And uh, that, yeah, that could have some effect because then you're spending a significant amount of time. You're spending a significant amount of money. But everybody has recreation, Mark. Sure. You play a significant amount of video games compared to the amount that I play. Not anymore, but yeah. Well, you talk about you've talked about it a lot in the past, and I've never come down on you right and now. said, Mark, you should be studying your sales uh, brochures. You need to get a, you need to get really get to work on that because as long as you are productive, as long as you're getting the goals accomplished that you're looking to accomplish for yourself, there's nothing wrong with recreating, whatever that might be, whether it be sit down and watch a movie or I'll marijuana. Work and no play. There you go. There I you think go. that you know, I think a certain amount of recreation is good. The problem All with right. marijuana is you're not gonna so don't smoke a joint um, and then, you know, two or three hours later when you're done recreating, you're gonna pick up a book, a sales book and read a little bit more about it. That's not really gonna happen. That's you're not gonna internalize it in the, the same manner. Um, one of my favorite things to do something I'm very productive at when I smoke weed is cleaning. I, if I'm going to clean, I will smoke weed first. And let me tell you, I zone in and, and things are clean and I can go at it for hours. So it, it depends what I think, it yeah, is. It depends, I think it depends on who you are, you know, and, and how and you... And what you like. Yeah. I mean, I'm not... If I smoke marijuana and I don't want to read this book, well, I'm not likely to pick it up. If smoking pot's so great, just do it all the time, dude. But it wouldn't be great if you did it all the time. <laughs> exactly. It's like drinking alcohol can be an enjoyable experience, but if you drank alcohol around the clock, you'd just be an idiot. Let me talk briefly about what happened to Mr. McBride, the talk show host in Macon. How did he get caught in the first place? He said he was at the wrong place at the wrong time when police knocked on the door of a Center Street residence after smelling burning marijuana. An officer responding to a report of a man with a gun uh, couldn't find the man, but he did smell a strong odor of marijuana coming from the residence. Uh, the officer knocked on the door, and the homeowner agreed to the search of a <laughs> residence. Oh, well, you know, I'm people not going to say that's know. that's not stupid. That's just it's ignorant. Normal people, yeah, it is ignorant, but just normal. I never said it was stupid. The vast majority of people, uh, I got the they impression see a that they a cop. They do whatever. I got the impression told. this guy was acting s- stupid, foolishly, walking down the middle of the street with a bong in one hand, break, <laughs> you know, a, a, an Ethiopian flag in the other. No. no, no, he was just inside. He was just inside a house, and the it wasn't. He wasn't even the owner of the house, so the owner essentially gave him up. He he let the cops in, let the cops search. At that point, uh, the seven people inside denied having any marijuana, but when told that a drug sniffing dog was on the way, McBride stepped up and admitted to having a small bag of marijuana. Officers say another person there also admitted to smoking marijuana. McBride was charged with misdemeanor possession, while the other six people, including the homeowner, were cited for being present where drugs are kept, used, or sold. So that, the fact that you didn't even ludicrous. yeah, the fact that you didn't even have drugs, that you weren't even smoking uh, the well, marijuana. Well, I guess you're supposed to if you're around that. You're Snitch. supposed to turn them in. Yeah. I mean, you should have turned them in if you really had intentions not to smoke it. That's pretty stupid. This yeah. is amazing. Look, here is. Another example of what Barry Cooper from Never Get Busted has said. Barry Cooper, former law enforcement officer, former drug officer. Do not, under any circumstances, open the door for the police. They're not your friends. They are not your friends. I don't think they have anything to help you with. I mean, you know, what are you here for, officer? Okay, well... Stay nice out there and you. smell it. Yep. <laughs> no, I don't. No, I don't. Do you have a warrant, officer? Yes, I do. But let me hold the warrant up That's so I can see enough. it from here. If they've got a warrant, if, let them come in. If you don't have a warrant, officer, could you step back own. to the curb, please? Yep. 
Let, well, they don't have. I mean, they they can probably poke around your house without getting in trouble. They can like look around, look through windows. But not if like you that. told them to told them that they need to leave the property. Really? really? You can At tell them point, to leave. They're, and they're supposed to leave. Well, who are you going to call to enforce it? <laughs> that's, that's the difficulty. I mean, you, you you can't call the police to enforce. What if it, your officers won't and leave? And if you shoot at them, you're yeah. you know firing on a Leo. So I yeah. mean, they they can effectively do whatever they want. Just However, once you've told them to get off, they need to leave. You really don't even have to talk to them. But definitely don't open the door. If you feel you must talk yeah. to them, talk to, to them through the, the door. If you open the door, they will barge in. There was a story out of the UK about a guy who had like fallen off of his couch laughing or something like that during a TV show. But it was so loud. He was making such a ruckus, apparently, that a, a next-door neighbor or an apartment, I guess, it was an apartment complex, the next-door neighbor called the police, and the cops showed up at the guy's house. He went to the front door, opened the door... It had one of those chains on it, right? So the door was only open as wide as the chain would allow, all right? And he began to talk to the police. Well, the police wanted to know who he was. You know how cops are. That's one of the things they do. They want identification. Well, he didn't want to give the cops identification. So what'd they do? They pepper sprayed the guy through the crack in the door. <laughs> There's no reason to answer the door for these people. They want to either hurt you or take you into a prison cell. That's what their job is, to fill prison cells with warm bodies, okay? They're not there to help you. 800-259-9231. You don't have to open the door. I know that's what they do in the movies. I know that's what they do on TV, but that's not the truth. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free. What are you guys laughing about? It's rude to come back It's rude to come back on the air and laugh about something, because and then it makes the listeners think they're missing out on some sort of inside joke. They are. They are. Well, I'm missing out, too. So what? It's what you said before, and I just don't care to confront it. Oh, about the... Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it, I guess I should explain. No, should you I? shouldn't. No, you shouldn't. No. That's private. Well, there's... Uh, no, no, I don't care. It's private. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you have things that are private in your life. Respect this. Is this. One of this, them. Is, this is of someone else's, um, and it's not Ian's place to talk about it. It was about a sexual thing. Yes. All right, that's enough. 800-259-9231. <laughs> that's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. Uh, right, uh, we're talking about... Marijuana. In this case, a man in Macon, a radio talk show host that was caught with a so-called misdemeanor marijuana possession charge and has been suspended on the air. You know, while you guys are at it, uh, you radio station. uh, Excuse me. Yeah, off the air. While you radio station owners are at it down there in Macon, why don't you just go ahead and you know drug test all your staff? You know, since you're so concerned about your staff using marijuana now all of a sudden, why don't you go ahead and just drug test uh, drug test everyone in the station? What do you what do you, what do you think would happen if if you did that? It's not going to be good in radio, I can tell you that much. Yeah, you need to just be honest with yourself here, those of you in management and radio. It, look, here's a little hint. In case you haven't gotten the the memo on this, there's a significant portion of your staff that that has smoked or is currently a marijuana smoker. A significant portion. I think we would lose at my work at least 80% of our employees. Well, you're in the restaurant field, so yeah, I would say that's pretty accurate. 
Eighty percent. Sometimes, at least. if you're a pizza delivery business, it's ninety <laughs> percent. Well, I mean, at least. how much higher do you need to get than eighty percent? Yeah, <laughs> that shuts your business down. Look, uh, yeah, this guy was. It, 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 it just it, so what people people should be able to smoke marijuana if that's yeah. what they want. People do. should be able to shoot up heroin. If now, that's not what they on want the job, do. not while he's hosting the morning no. show. That wouldn't be a good idea necessarily. But uh, you know, there were some guys that used to just chain smoke in the morning show studios. Remember that guy down in Florida that we worked with? Uh, this old man down at one of the Venice stations. I only met him a couple of times. He had yeah. this really old guy. And he would just sit in the studio. <laughs> so you're and talking just about cha- tobacco then. Yeah, just yeah. chain smoke tobacco in the studio yeah. during his morning show shift. And, and there was no smoking in the building. You oh. just couldn't stop him. Yeah, I'd, I would be so pissed if someone yeah. was doing that around my equipment. Hey, man, you didn't pay for those CD players and those uh, expensive computers. And you're going to smoke around them? Get out of here. So if it's going on on your watch, if it's going on at your business, then I think you have a right to say something. But yeah, if it's it not affecting really him, bothers me when the employees get high before work. And you're a marijuana smoker. I know. And I will pull them aside and say, look, I don't care what you do when you're not here. But when you come in and you reek like weed and you're acting like a moron and being slow and stupid, then I don't want you here. The number here is 800-259-9231. Let's continue with your calls. Dave is on the line in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live, Dave. Hi. Hey, Dave. Yes, sir. What's on your mind tonight? Good. Thanks for having me. Uh, By the way, uh, that chain smoker in Florida, was that Craig Worthing? No. No, but I'm sure he's not the only chain smoking morning show (laughs) host. Oh, because one of my best friends, he was chain smoking on the radio for years and years and years. And it's... uh, so what are you calling about tonight, now, Anyways, I'm calling about the marijuana subject. Yes, sir. Um, now, one of the reasons why I think marijuana is illegal, besides the economic reasons, um, is is a little bit. It has to do a little bit about with the political mentality of marijuana smokers. Okay. Um, even the caricature of sort of the mentality of marijuana smokers is sort of laid back and open-minded, and a lot of your listeners, I'm sure. Uh, smoke marijuana because uh, that you know this and it makes sense that the tr- a lot of the truth movement I think is uh, most of the people in the truth movement that I meet are marijuana smokers. Well, first of all, I don't want anyone to be confused. This show is not part of the tr- the truth movement. If you're referring to the 9/11 conspiracy uh, movement, that is not what this show is about in any way, shape, or form. Just wanted to clear that up. Well, and and but in fact. It, that is just sort of, a, for lack of a better of a term, it's sort of for open-minded thinkers is, is more of what I was trying to say. And I appreciate you making that, that the difference there uh, known to people. But as I said, I, I think uh, they want people to be on caffeine. They want slaves. They want people drunk. And, and that's the biggest trap there is. Alcohol is just a trap, if you ask me. Well, drinking too much is uh, certainly a problem, but I don't think there's any problem with responsible alcohol use. It took me a long time to learn that, uh, but I have finally come around to understanding that. Well, but one thing's for sure. I can smoke some pot and read a book, and I can smoke some pot. and Drive I got a car? Through college. I got through college smoking pot. It's fine. I can drive a car. It's no big deal. I, I go to work, but I, I would never, nobody would ever know I was high because I smoke all the time. I know a guy who I, did. I, I drink alcohol and uh, read books. I uh, do, I, and I drink alcohol and I've driven plenty of cars. Um, I mean, it. I, I don't know that there's. I a, a would difference rather there. drive a car I, I, high I think, than drunk. I, th- I think that I would agree to some extent. It depends on the the level of high and yeah. drunk. Really, is the issue. Um, but you know the. 
I think that uh, more it's about uh, you know how much you've done um, more than anything. Dave, thanks for your call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Similar stuff. You just got to look at it as the same, um, except that alcohol will give you headaches in the morning if you're not careful. Marijuana and just doesn't do that. Yep. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can bring up what you want. Uh, coming up here, apparently in the UK, there's going to be some new policies implemented. Which may bring a significant portion of the adult population under suspicion. And they may have to take an anti-pedophile test. What? According to the Telegraph in the UK, the launch of a new government agency will see 11.3 million people vetted for any criminal past before they're approved to have contact with children aged under 16. But the increase in child protection measures is so great, it's poisoning relationships between the generations, says a respected sociologist. In a report for the think tank Civitas, he said the use of criminal record bureau checks to ensure the safety of children and vulnerable adults has created an atmosphere of suspicion. As a result, ordinary parents, many of whom are volunteers at sports and social clubs, now find themselves regarded as potential child abusers. The checks were introduced to tighten procedures to protect children after a school caretaker murdered ten, a couple of 10-year-olds back in 2002. However, there are growing fears that the measures have now gone too far. Uh, they said what a surprise. Apparently, as a result now, most adults now think twice before telling off children who are misbehaving or even helping children in distress for fear of the consequences. You know, this has happened to me. Um, it's been five or six years now, and uh, pardon me if the story isn't entirely clear in my mind. It's just been a while, but uh, an ex camp story, right? Yeah, an ex-girlfriend and I went up to camp in uh, northern Florida. We were going to see there's some caverns there. You can't find any caves down where I lived in uh, t- the Tampa Bay area. Because we, they we would just be full of water. Um, but we went up there to see some. She wanted to see some bats in some caves, so we drove five or six uh, hours to uh, go up north. And we were at a campground, and some little boy came in, and he wanted help to use the bathroom. And, you know, I mean, he's, I don't know, three or four or something like that. I, don't ask me why people allowed their little boy to go to the bathroom, but there he was with me in the bathroom, and he said he needed some help. And I... I, at that moment in time, I realized, holy crap, this is one of those instances where people can really get screwed. Mm. And I said, I'll get your parents. So I went outside, yeah. but there was nobody even around. Mm. Um, so That's I don't know. It's sad, but, you know, <laughs> suppose he wandered off, and, and I, I'm not saying that they were, um, you know, not to be uh, above reproach or anything. But suppose he wandered off, and they came back, and you know, started asking questions. Anybody touch you? What happened? What happened? Or you dad know? walks into the bathroom as you're crouching down, helping him with his uh, fly or something God, like that. God, it it'd be terrible. <laughs> anyway, he uh, the sociologist said that the need for the checks had transformed parents in the regulatory and public imagination into potential child abusers and barred from any contact with children until a database gives them the green light. Starting next year, the new independent safeguarding of Authority will require any adult who come into contact with children or vulnerable adults, either through their work or in voluntary groups, to be vetted. 
According to the report, uh, they highlighted examples when adult-child relationships were distorted by the need for the checks already being required by schools and other organizations. In one example, a woman could not kiss her daughter goodbye on a school trip because she had not been vetted. In another, a mother was surprised to be told by another parent that she and her husband were CRB checked when their children played together. In a third example, a father was given filthy looks by a group of mothers when he took his child swimming on his own in a scene from a western where the room goes silent and tumbleweed blows across the foreground. He details how one woman was made to feel like a second-class mother because she was barred from a school disco because she did not have a CRB check. So anyone starting next year, and they already have some checks in place, anyone who comes into contact with children in the UK will be subject to one of these government background checks. Jeez. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can comment on this or bring up whatever you want. Hour 2 is coming up. This is Free Talk Live. You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? First, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with the very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney. Finalized the contract in London and demoed our new product in Boston. Online, from my desk, with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone, and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam, too. Remember that code 600 to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try, free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. WebEx.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are totally free. So enjoy those on us. Uh, Again, that is freetalklive.com. Starting things out here uh, by continuing a discussion We began last hour. For those of you just tuning in, the news is out of the U.K., but don't feel like just because you live outside of the U.K. that this doesn't affect you in some way. There's a good chance that things like this could come to where you live, whether you're in America or Australia or some other country. There's a very good chance that some program that they're similar to what they're proposing in the U.K. could very well come to where you are. You know, they're always worried about children. You can do anything in the name of helping the children. Boy, are they doing something here. Uh, 11.3 million people will be vetted for any criminal past, if they uh, before they can be approved to have contact with children aged under 16, according to the Telegraph, and uh, according to a sociologist who has been researching this, uh, starting sometime, I believe, the beginning of next year, the there's a whole new bureaucracy they've created just for this purpose. It's called the This bureaucracy will stop people will stop children from getting molested. There will be no more children molested in England or Great Britain or wherever. It's called the Independent Safeguarding Authority, and it will require any adult who comes into contact with children or what they call vulnerable adults, either through their work or in voluntary groups, to be vetted. So, for instance, if you want to be a big brother or a big sister 
or you want to go work at a summer camp, or you want to teach, uh, you, or you, you want to uh, chaperone on your child's outing to the museum. Right. They gave some examples already of uh, of people that were really. Uh, looked down upon by others uh, when they were contacting their own children in a public situation. Uh, For instance, one woman was made to feel like a second-class mother because she was barred from a school disco because she had not had a CRB check. Now, they already have some of these checks in place right now. What they're talking about doing is expanding it. So right now, there are already some organizations that that are checking people. And now it's going to be mandatory for any adult that comes into contact with children. So how does that? How is that going to affect things? Well, let me continue the story here. According to uh, the sociologist, he points out that there is no way to know. Um, there, there's no way to know here that the people that you're checking are not going to offend in the future if they haven't offended in the past. So if the person doesn't have a record and they still want to touch children or whatever it is their deal is, you're never going to find that out by running a check. So of and course the good ones don't get caught. Well, yeah, probably not. Not very likely. Yeah, you know, I think that people uh, people realize that, that they're, you know, not, you're not going to catch the ones that are going to offend in the future. I think that what they want is they want to... Uh, what people imagine is that sexual predators are different, you know, like the, the sexual predators like children the way I like women, and they're never going to change. And, you know, perhaps, perhaps not, but there are certainly men in the world that like women that have just stopped having sex with women. They've overcome their urges. And as far as I'm concerned, if a guy gets out of prison, and in Florida right now, there are hundreds of guys being held beyond their sentences because, well, the new law says they can't be let out. Mm. It doesn't make any sense. But, you know, a a guy has to reoffend. Look. You shouldn't, you, you know, the, the sentences is for the crime, whatever the sentence is. I don't think there should be any plea bargains. As far as I'm concerned, a man should do the, uh, you know, d- you know, do the crime for his punishment. I think that restitution's better and, and uh, certain types of counseling or that, that kind of thing will help out more. But, you know, I think that people, people realize that. I think that while you're right that pe- some people will realize, will realize that, Mark, I think that at the same time it also sends a conflicting message. I think it sends the message that government is looking out for your kids and that because we've installed these programs, your kids are safer. And it's not true. It's really not true. It, 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 I think it pervades a false sense of security similar to how the sex offender registries here in America purvey that similar false sense of security. Parents get all upset when they find out, some parents get all upset when they find out that a, you know, a child, former child molester has moved down the street from them. And, you know, they how get about all... you don't let your kid go to their house or you watch your kid when he's playing sure. outside? Sure, but... but but where I'm coming from on that is that if you look on one of these child or sex offender registry websites and you see that your street and the street next to you and the street next to you where your kids play have no sex offenders living on them, that could give you a false sense of security into believing that, hey, we've got a nice safe neighborhood here. Nothing now, to worry about here. I'm not saying everyone will fall into that trap, but it is a trap that I believe programs like this set for people when 
you don't know who that guy down the street is. He could be one of those guys who just has been getting away with I it. I think you're right um, that, that many people uh, abdicate their responsibilities to the government. Right. And they this want the government it. to take over, um, you know, take over where they should be taking over. The fact is, watching your children as a parental responsibility is not the government's responsibility. The government is not even meant to... Uh, our just judicial system is not meant to prevent crime. If it was, it would... Be called the crime prevention system. No, it's the judicial system. If somebody acts wrong, justice needs to be meted out. Well, how far are we away now, Mark? I mean, if they're going to be checking everybody who comes into contact with children with this new program, what are we, one more step away from checking all potential parents? I mean, if people go to a hospital and they're planning on having a baby and they want to get an ultrasound or whatever, are they going to require that mommy and daddy both have a background check before they'll be allowed to be parents? Or else the kid, you know, either they'll force the parents to uh, live separately from one another if one is a sec- you know, former sex offender and the other isn't, or they'll force them to get a divorce or maybe just take the baby away just to be safe. I mean, we're not very far away from that now, are we? I... No, or they're not. not very far. I'm not doing any of this. But anyway, a sociology professor from Kent University said that adults are no longer trusted or expected to engage with children on their own initiative. He said when parents feel in need of official reassurance that other parents have passed the pedophile test before they even start on the pleasantries, something has gone badly wrong in our communities. So what he's saying here is... And it, some of the examples earlier, right. and this is this is the assumption that somebody is a pedophile unless they've been checked out. Yeah, is sick and weird. Um, the fact is, these people are a rarity, a ra- rarity. When you look at the convictions, mostly what they're going to say is, you know, they're going to show you the numbers of people who've been convicted of having sex with a child above the age of twelve. Well, folks, that's not a child; that's a young adult. That is a yeah. Post Mostly a 20-year-olds having sex with 16-year-olds and that sort of well, thing. Well, that's not illegal in too many places. It was illegal in... It's still illegal in many places. Okay, 15. That's illegal go. in a lot of places. <laughs> 15-year-old and, having a sex with a 17-year-old is illegal in some places. It is true. It's true. It's true. Uh, As a matter of fact, you can go from, from it being legal... You can go from it being legal... Uh, you know, you and your uh, girlfriend having sex is legal because... She's 15 and you're 16. You have your 17th birthday. Oh, can't do it anymore. It becomes illegal. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, it becomes legal again. Ludicrous. It is. Nice. Anyway, the uh, sociologist said that we should question whether there's anything healthy in a response where communities look at children's own fathers with suspicion, but would balk at helping a lost child find their way home. Professor Fruity, or Fruity, the author of a book called Paranoid Parenting, says there was a, tre- a trend to treat parenthood as a professional endeavor that demanded increasing regulation and monitoring. And that's what it sounds like to me. I think he's dead on with that analysis. He said that CRB checks didn't provide anything like a cast iron guarantee that children will be safe with a particular adult. All it tells us is the person hasn't been convicted of an offense in the past. He called for a national review to demonstrate the need to improve and clarify adult authority. Don't know How what that means. Get rid of that silly bureaucracy that they made and those silly regulations. Well, that's not going to happen. Oh, of course not. Uh, the adult qualities of spontaneous compassion and commitment are far more effective safeguarding methods than pieces of paper that promote the messages keep out and watch your back. Figures show that volunteering is on the decline, with 13% of men saying they would not volunteer because they were worried that people would think they were child abusers, according to the survey last year. The report comes after the Children's Commission. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that's the cost. 
right, right there. The cost is the kids sick, sick crap where you keep your kids inside and they get fat and play video games because you're constantly worried because the news has scared the bejesus out of you. This is the cost, ladies and gentlemen. The entire breakdown of society. People don't want to go out and coach softball games. Because you are a coward. Do you remember the story uh, from, it was probably a few years back on the show now, and I think it was also in the U.K., where a man uh, was driving down the road, and there was a little, a little like, two-year-old child or something walking on the side of the road, and he was frightened to death of pulling over to try to help that child because of what some people might think or this do as a result of it. And the, the kid ended up in a lake dead. Uh, more coming up. You can take control. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us, including the wiki, with over 1,700 pages created by listeners just like you. You can go to wiki.freetalklive.com and get interactive. That's wyki.freetalklive.com. Do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections, early, early out billing, and they purchase charged off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for you. Your <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's my long run on sentences. What can I tell you? For your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep those clients too. SACL CAI. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com. Do business with businesses that support FDL. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. We're talking about a story out of the U.K. that's pretty disturbing. Uh, and it really does show the trend that is happening in countries like America and the U.K. And I'm guessing similar things are happening in, uh, happening in Australia just because it just seems to be like that. They're all going in the same uh, totalitarian, fascist, socio-fascist directions. And uh, what's going on over there is that starting next year, every single adult who could come into contact with children will be subject to a background check to ensure they're not some sort of pedophile or something like that. Or that they weren't. Every single adult in the country that's going to come in contact with another child that is not their own will have to go through a background check. How nutty is that? How do you enforce that? Well, the organizations will be responsible. So if you are, you know, the Boy Scouts and someone comes in and they're, uh, you know, they'll probably just be, even the parents that are just bringing their kids to the Scouts will probably have to go through checks because by bringing their son to the Scouts... They'll be encountering other children. And I don't think so. It's, that's what it sounds like to me. No, I think that if you volunteer at the Scouts, um, that that's, that's where it is. Well, and, you a know, number... now, now, think about it. It's not just the coach on the softball team, but I remember in Scouts, we had three or four men who would help yeah. with the den leader. Just, you know, fathers that would help. And then my dad, I remember, um, at, you know, was asked on more than one occasion to, to show uh, knots. For some reason, he could tie some knots. And I thought that was part of the scouts. I thought getting molested out at a campground was part <laughs> of the experience. <laughs> you were wrong. Isn't there a badge for that? Uh, you, no. And it's not nice. No, it's not. It's not. But uh, here's another little detail for you. The scouts are you know, a pretty good organization. Yeah, uh, they're a little screwy when it comes to the, the, the gay thing. people. But, you know, whatever. Yeah. That's what people want. They teach kids good stuff. 
Yeah, I'm Look, right. man, if you're caught in the forest, the... do you want to be do you want to be with me or do you want to be with a boy scout? Yeah, well, I, being an eagle scout is a pretty big accomplishment. There's no doubt about that. What were you saying, Julia? Didn't the boy scouts sort of get uh, taken over is not the wor- right word, but the Mormon church is is heavily involved in the uh I believe that was in Penn and Teller episode really? actually. Really? The yes. Mormon church? Yeah, the Mormon church is is really heavily I never heard involved anything about in, it, but it, they didn't used to be, but they are now. Well, anyway. I wouldn't um, send my kids there. Here's what's going on. Now, remember, right now in the U.K., similar policies are in effect, but they aren't as wide-cutting. So not as many people are getting screened as the government bureaucrats would like. So they've created a whole new bureaucracy to do this starting next year. But, but I'm sure it will just stop after this. Oh, so they're not going to want to take it any further. They're not going to want to eventually start just back background checking oh, everybody right i mean it yeah. started out as it's just some people got checked and then and then now some more people are going to get checked but i'm sure it's going to stop there they won't try to check everybody yeah uh well the report by the way comes after a children's commissioner said that fifty thousand girls were waiting to join the guides i presume that's like the girl scouts uh, they're waiting to join the guides because of a shortage of adult volunteers. What a surprise. Why? Well, the reason partly was caused by the red tape of the CRB, the background check process. So we've got evidence here that volunteering is on the decline. They say 13% of men said they won't volunteer because they're concerned that people might think they're child abusers. Similarly, in the Girl Guides organization, they can't find enough adult volunteers. Well, I mean, the, the volunteers might be there, but the, apparently the bureaucracy is so thick already on these tests or on these background checks that it's, it's gumming up the process. Martin Airy, chief executive of the children's charity Barnardo's, said his behavior had been affected by the suspicions around adult-child relationships. He wrote in saying, I'm likely to usher my wife forward if a child falls over in the street, lest my picking up the child could be misinterpreted. Yeah, and you know, this is, this is it's the, just the truth all over as far as it comes to men. It seems to be the first thing we think of, uh, you know, people seem to think of, is that a guy's a molester if he's around children or something but like that. But women can't molest kids? What's the deal? There. Mothers are more likely to molest, uh, molest think, their children honestly, than fathers are. Uh, people, uh, penises frighten people. Like the, <laughs> the fact that you have a penis just makes it so much more threatening. Like well, you could stick your penis in this kid, and that's I terrible. See. Whereas a woman. You know, there's, it's not as threatening to people. Yeah, what's the worst thing you can do? Yeah. Um, I'm I, sure she could find something to oh stick yeah. in them. Do something right. terrible, absolutely. But the, what about uh, boys? It used to be, I remember, um, you know, the, some of my friends, you know, it, it happened that boys babysat. And yeah. It does not, I mean, imagine for a second the thought that people go through that a teenage boy, boy. would be babysitting their children. Mm. Because most teenage boys are sexually attracted to little girls. Right, that's what they care about. Says here we, he says we need to urgently expose the nonsense of stranger danger and convince parents that although the risk of a child of theirs being abused at all is small, that risk comes not from lurking strangers, but from people known by their children, other often relatives who are able to exploit a child's trust. Yep. However, he stressed that not to run any checks on past behavior that could point to potential abuse would be scandalously reckless, and he supports the plans for the new independent safeguarding authority. <laughs> Oh, great. Very confused man. Uh, the CRB said it will process... He's probably scared the people who think he's a molester if he doesn't if say that. If he doesn't that. take that position, yeah. Yeah, you know what? You might be right about that. Uh, and the apparently the head of the bureau, Vince Gaskell, says he doesn't believe the checks were poisoning the relationship between adults and children. And why should he care anyway? 
he's going to get his paycheck either way. What, uh, whatever people think about his program, he's still going to get paid. He's still going to get the check as the head of the bureaucracy that's doing all this. And it's damaging. It's damaging people. It's damaging it's damaging, relationships. It's damaging culture, society, yeah. the whole thing. Yep. Because people are afraid. They're afraid. They're scared to death of helping people who might be young now because of this situation. I think that story about the two-year-old is the most horrific example of this. It's so awful. A but two-year-old child. But if he went and picked up the child and put him in his car and took him to the police then station. Then he's a kidnapper. Yeah. Then he's you know a sicko or something like that. Or if he got pulled over on the way to the police station, then how do you explain it? I mean, coming into the police station, it looks like he's trying to do the right thing. But what if he got into, you know, somebody contacted him beforehand? Right, he wasn't in the kid, wasn't or in the car seat. Or he was just seen picking the kid up. Sure, sure. Uh, or, you know, you, you drive by something like that, a two-year-old child walking on the side of the road, and you figure, oh, well, mom must be nearby looking for him somewhere. I'm sure she'll find him. I wouldn't want to be found with him because some people, you know, some people might think something. And then later on, you hear that that kid was found floating dead in a, a nearby pond. How awful. And that man could have prevented that from happening. But because he was frightened of what people might think about him or what the authorities might do to him, he let it. He just let it go by. And it's so sad because it's not the only case. What about the, uh, the, the Boy Scout who was uh, lost? Remember that case where he was lost? Right, and, and, he would, and he would walk run away from strangers because he was told to not be near strangers. Yeah. I think he was a Cub Scout. Yeah, he was taught to not be near strangers, so it took them forever to find this kid. He was hiding he, from them. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, it's your show. You take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Don't worry, I've turned your microphones off. Unprofessional. 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. Uh, You can also join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, totally free, so enjoy those on us. Those features include the promotion page. You want to find out the various different ways that you can help Free Talk Live, maybe get on more radio stations or bring more listeners on board. Uh, There are a variety of ways, and most of them are totally free and pretty simple. Go to promote.freetalklive.com to learn more about that. Uh, That is promote. Dot freetalklive.com. As we continue, well, let's get your phone call. Stephen is on the line in Colorado. Stephen, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hi, I'm buying Gardner's book uh, through your Amazon link. Fantastic. Gardner Goldsmith, our buddy uh, from, uh, he does his own radio show here in New Hampshire, and he is an accomplished author, uh, Live Free or Die, the name of the book, and of course, Amazon.freetalklive.com, the place to order it. So thanks for doing that, man. What was on your mind tonight? Well, uh, I heard what you were talking about, and usually when I call, I'm quite relaxed. In fact, I'm usually exhausted from a hard day of working, Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm relaxed almost to a fault. Like, I was listening to some MP3s of myself on your show, and I'm like, man, I sound like I'm almost slurring my words. Mm. Uh, This time, I'm a little bit, uh, I don't know if nervous is the right word, but um, I'm actually a victim of what you guys have been talking about. What do you mean, Uh, a victim? When I was a uh, little boy, seven years old, 
my dad had a girlfriend and she molested me. How did that happen? I mean, if it's too hard to get into, it's okay, I understand, but if you don't mind no, talking I, about I, it. I called for a reason. I didn't chicken out, so yeah, go ahead and ask. Uh, I'll go ahead and tell you. Um, because Mark and, and said that women not, are more likely than men, or you said, was it mothers? Or? Mothers are more likely than fathers. Oh, okay. Mothers more likely than fathers. This wasn't your mom, but nonetheless, how did, uh, you, how old were you, and how did you make, how did this all end up happening? Well, I was seven years old, and uh, my dad, he brought her home. Now, he was pretty close to, in his 40s. She was quite young. The drinking age at the time was 18, so she could have been 18 or 19. She was real young. Hmm. Uh, wow. He liked, liked the younger ladies. <laughs> Guess. Um, and uh, he came in and said, yeah, these are my boys. He was being quiet because we were asleep. He said, yeah, these are my boys here. Uh, and I I was, you know, where, you, where you're asleep and and you're, can, you're kind of cognizant of what's going on, but you, you can't jump up and say, hey, how's it going? Yeah. You know, you see what I mean? It's kind of like this, this yeah. other world in between being sure. asleep and being awake. That, that's where I was. Okay. And uh, and I recall him saying that. And then he went into the kitchen uh, to uh, scare something up to eat. And while he was in there in the kitchen, she uh, she did her her thing. Uh, and and as far as I know, she didn't touch my little brother. I was about seven. He was about four. Uh, as far as I know, she didn't. He's never. He never said anything to me. He passed away, unfortunately, this last January. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Were, so, were you? Uh, so this um, was a passing thing that she did. I mean, he was in the kitchen. She couldn't. It couldn't have been. It couldn't have taken too long. Right. Well, he he was make. He actually was making bacon. They they got. Uh, they were out drinking. He, my dad was a terrible hmm. alcoholic, and uh, and and they were out so late that it was nearly breakfast time, and we didn't buy the uh, the bacon. And you know, he was a farm kid. So we would buy, you know, a slab of bacon, and he would cut it up. He liked it extra thick. So he was in there fixing, you know, some breakfast and uh, doing it basically in that way from scratch. So and uh, what he, he was just so wasted. He was I'm just sorry, so he was just so wasted. He didn't like take note was, that his girlfriend yeah, was, wasn't there with him. Yeah, exactly. He, uh, or she snuck it out, or maybe she said, I don't know. She she possibly could have said, well, I'm I'm going to go to to the bathroom because the bathroom was right next to our. Um, bedroom and um, yeah, so she probably had 15 minutes. I'm just guessing. Wow, and you know, I mean, obviously, you can't be gra- you can't be sexually graphic to the point of pandering uh, to the lowest common denominator. But if you can be, um, if you can be right. clinical, I, mean, it, I don't think anybody here likes the idea of right. talking about it. So I mean, if, you're just talking no, about it. No, no, okay. but I can briefly, I can just kind of give you a general idea. She, yeah, uh, she did uh, manual uh, molestation, if you want to say it that way, and then proceeded to oral. Hmm. So, so you were naked. So, and, and you were sleeping naked. No, no. She, I had on. Uh, uh, it was. Uh, I lived in Florida. I'm like you guys, right? Yeah. And it was hot. We had no air conditioning. Oh boy. Uh, and we had air conditioning living room, but not the whole house. Right. And so I was sleeping in my underwear. I, I think my underwear and a t-shirt is usually how I slept. Well, was it tidy whiteies or boxers? Yeah. Oh yeah. I always wore tidy whiteies. So, I don't so wear them she anymore. had to. She <laughs> had to actually did, remove your underwear then. Yeah. She. Had, she had. Pulled them down, not removed them all the and way. And were you trying to pretend like you were asleep at the time? How were you handling that? I think I was, I, you know, I can't remember that much. I, I just remember being terrified. Maybe I, really? maybe I was pretending to be asleep. I just remember being terrified, and then I just cried and cried. She left, and I cried and cried. She, my parents had recently divorced, and I remember saying wow. it was like almost a mantra over and over again. It's okay for mom to have a boyfriend, but dad can't have a girlfriend, or something like that. Mm. I was saying this over and over and over again because Man. I just thought maybe 
I don't know, maybe I was thinking the girlfriends were like the most evil thing. Well, I could understand how that could do a little bit of damage to a uh, to a young man. I mean, we'll talk yeah, about and, a messed and, up chick. And I, I recently told my mom this. Uh, she didn't know. And the reason why I didn't tell anybody, because if my dad was, uh, he had he tended towards violence. Mm. And if he had ever found out, he would have found her, even years later, and he would have killed her and he would have been in jail. And I did not want my dad to go to jail. And I remember thinking that in my head. I, well, as I was laying there sobbing, I remember thinking, gosh, I can't tell anybody because mm. uh, my dad will go to jail. Um, and, wow. and my mom asked me, you know, she didn't want to get too in too much detail, but she asked if I thought that it affected me in any way. And I said, well, you know, I I guess I was scared of girls. I I had far fewer girlfriends than my, my friends did. Hmm. Uh, I, and I, I'm pretty sure... I'm and you believe sure that that, that, that was sort of hanging over you, and you were cognizant of that at some level as you were. Yeah, you I think got so. Older? I think it was like always in the background, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, I I don't doubt for a second you made some kind of decision in, uh, for your life over that. I mean, yeah, it it makes yeah. sense. You would. Yeah. Julia, as yeah, the, so that, uh, the lone female. Story, guys. This is the most I've ever talked about it. Hmm. Ju- Julia, as the lone female and resident uh, sex spurt, how hmm. do you uh, sex spurt? How do you feel about this? I can't imagine being an adult female like uh, I I have never known any females and I personally have never had any sexual attraction to little boys uh age 15 let alone age 7. You got to so wonder how that happens. Sick. She sounds like she was pretty messed up in the head. Right, you got to wonder how that happens. Yeah. It's usually that they got molested or something, right? At some point isn't that usually what cycle of abuse possibly? Yeah. Right, yeah, something like that, yeah. Very disturbing. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you've at least come to terms with it and you're able to talk about it. You know, and, the, 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 and this is very real. Um, I mean, it does happen and it does affect people. This is far too young for, you know, this is far too big of an age disparity and far too young for it to happen with boys. Yes, sure, young boys in the ages of like 12 or whatever, they want to try these things out. But Oh, they'd be high-fiving each other. There's a whole different yeah. uh, ball game. And the fact is women don't get caught for this stuff. It Probably just not. doesn't happen. Or if they're caught, well, they, it wouldn't be believed, right? You know how would I'm why sorry. would a young eighteen-year-old uh, girl uh, go and do something like that? In most people's minds, it's just not even possible. Well, and and then years later, when I was in middle school, we had a situation where one of the kids delivered newspapers, uh, and the lady said, "Well, I don't have any money, but come on in here, and I'll pay you in another way." And she <laughs> basically oh, raped the skitter molested him, whatever. And he was, you know, uh, twelve, I guess, or so. And and he was, this kid was traumatized. The lady went to jail. Wow. And every every boy in the school was saying, oh, he's so stupid. How stupid can you be to be all torn up and traumatized over that? And I just remember thinking, man, you don't even know. Hmm. Don't even well, know yeah, when it's not a choice, then yeah, right. it's well, it's, it's traumatic. Choice. I mean, if he'd gone yeah. in there and right. said, all right, sure, sweet cakes, yeah. you know, then it'd yeah, be no, right. no problem. <laughs> I'll cover your 50 cents or whatever. I mean, newspaper <laughs> subscription. Yeah. That doesn't cost a lot. All right, man. Anything else you wanted to share with us? No, that's it. Uh, just thanks for letting me uh, talk about that. Thanks for the story. See, we now, appreciate hearing from you. In this newspaper right. story, though, um, likely what happened is she said, come on inside, I'll take care of it. And then, like, she talked him through it, I'm sure. I'm sure the kid didn't say, no, no, stop, stop. It just doesn't Kids make sense. are easily manipulated. Right. And that's the reason, Ian, that I am, a, you know, I'm for statutory rape limits. Oh, boy. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Free Talk Live. We can continue this discussion here in moments. You can chime in here as well and bring up anything. It is Free Talk Live. 
This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Uh, and if you like the show, by the way, and you want to help support Free Talk Live, then you can become an amplifier at amp.freetalklive.com. Just go over there, get signed up for as little as three bucks a month, and it helps us out. We take that money in and reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations across the country and bringing more Internet listeners on board and thereby spreading the message of freedom as far and as wide as possible. So go to amp.freetalklive.com and you'll learn about the perks you can get, like access to the Ampleny call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. All of that comes along when you become an amplifier at amp.freetalklive.com. We are talking about what the original story was in the U.K., where they're going to be checking the backgrounds of any adult who can come into contact with children. So it's already bogging down the uh, the organizations like the Girl Scouts or the equivalent of the Girl Scouts over there and other sort of big brother, big sister what they type. They call that guides. Is that what? That's what it was called there. Yeah. So other you know kind of big brothery types of organizations being bogged down because they have all this red tape that they have to jump through. And starting next year, the red tape's only going to get worse and it's only going to expand. It's really disturbing what's going on here. But it brought up the issue of child molestation and you know sickos and that sort of thing and and um you know we were talking a moment ago mark you had said that you believe that as a a guy called in and he told a story about a friend um what had happened and at 12 years old he was delivering papers the woman said i don't have the money to pay for your papers but come on in here i'll um compensate you basically and and i'm of the opinion and, and and it may be in this particular instance you know that's not what happened, but it seems to me most likely in that particular instance that the child would do what the child was told, um, you know, in these circumstances. And so this woman didn't force this child; she just directed the child, and she went to jail. And I think she should have. Well, I uh, I have to disagree. I think that only someone should get into some trouble if there's actually a complaint lodged against them. If the child felt like something was wrong. And right. had if, something to say about it. I, I'm sure that that's why she went to jail because the child complained. Okay, then that's one thing. But it's another thing to go out and say that you support statutory rape laws because of that. What's because the child going to complain against if there is no crime? The crime would be you. Statutory rape. No, statutory it, rape is a law. It would be more like rape. Yeah, it would be unwanted uh, molestation. Is when you do not want the sexual advances. That's well, uh, what molestation and, and is. And I'm sure that the woman's uh, lawyer would argue. Look, what's the lady supposed to do? He didn't object. He, you know, got undressed when he was told to get undressed. What's she supposed to do? Okay. She thought she was giving, uh, you know, prop, and, and in, in the society you're talking about, it would be just fine to compensate your, um, you know, anybody you want with sexual favors. Is that not so? If you're talking about consenting people, then mm-hmm. I don't see what the I don't see what the problem is. And, and basically, what I'm talking about is someone being too young to consent. And you're saying that statutory rape laws are appropriate in that they would determine what that age is when someone is, in your mind, too young. At some point. And I'm sorry, it's an arbitrary number set, by, arbitrary. Gover- set by government bureaucrats. Sure, and it's, it's arbitrary. And there are different ages. And, and I think the government a, bureaucrats have set, have set it too high young, and make foolish, uh, make foolish choices on A it. young person can have the same age as another young person, but be mentally more 
able to handle more serious decisions. So having an age set is just what do you not propose fair in this instance? people. Do you think that this boy was I molested? I don't know. I don't have the case in front of me. Sure All I have know. is what he I, said on the phone. Do you think that a boy could be molested, given the circumstances that we're talking about here? Absolutely. I believe so that he that was he... molested when that woman came in and did that to him. He without... didn't give consent. Um, but do you think that the boy, the 12-year-old boy who walked into the house and perhaps even if he took consented? his clothes off, if he was told to, do you think that he was molested? Even if he did, know, he, did he, he consent? Did dispute. If if he didn't consent, if he was okay with it, then there was no molestation. No, I'm not saying going he's, on. he's okay with it. He clearly was not okay with if it. If he was under threat, then no, he didn't consent. What's the threat? I don't know. How if you, could she possibly? If he was him? afraid to leave by whatever reason, then no, that that would be that would yes, that Adult would be molestation. Would be the only reason. So you're okay. saying that I can go around touching kids. As far as you're concerned, it's okay to go around touching kids as long Let as me give you a personal they example. never say anything I don't bad. Think, I don't think that I have uh, told this story on the air before, oh but let me, give, let me give you a personal example. I think I was about 10 years old, and the kid you're talking about was 12. Okay, right. So I was younger. Mm-hmm. And my next-door neighbor at the time was, I'm guessing, 15 or 16. Okay, He was male as well. And uh, <laughs> we had a little relationship Okay, and that relationship involved someone might suggest be nice. It might suggest someone might suggest this guy was taking advantage of me because I was so young and I didn't know what I was doing. Right? That's the idea. Is that well, young people don't know what they're doing. They can easily be taken advantage of. I think that they're too scared in some cases to say no. I guess it would depend on the case, Mark. Let me give you my case. I'm listening. Uh, I would go over to this. I would sneak out of my window at night, and I would go and sneak into his window, and we would engage in a game called Hide the Koosh, among other things. And it involved being naked. It involved touching. It involved... uh, I don't specifically remember orgasms or anything like that. Um, I don't remember much about it, but I do remember knowing exactly what it was that I was doing. In fact, he had to some extent bribed me into it by giving me things in order to come over there. And I knew, Mark, at that time that I was essentially a young male prostitute, basically, at that point in my life, that (laughs) I knew that what I was doing you know, it certainly wasn't harmful or dangerous or anything like that. It was just a little bit of fun um, at that time. But I understood that I was doing it primarily because I knew I was going to get like a video game or something like that out of it. So that was and the so, purpose of you doing it was that you were going to get a video game? I don't know. I, I mean, that seemed to be the purpose. Maybe there was... Did you like the erotic uh, aspect of it? I, I, I couldn't tell you if I... I didn't have any objection to it. I kept doing it, okay? Well, my point here is, Mark, is I did it, and I chose to do it, and I understood exactly what was going on, and I was like 10 or 11 years old at the time. You know, there's so, a difference between a 15-year-old and a 10-year-old. I mean, those, I, I would say that that's a stretch. This guy, was he had a job. I think he was 16 at the time. He had a job, and there was, and that's a big difference, dude. Six it years a, from a 10 big, to 16, it's, it's a that's a pretty big difference, and it's certainly a difference that's large enough to where someone could say, well, he was taking advantage of you, Ian. You didn't know what you were doing. You were just a little boy boy. Well, I did know exactly what I was doing. I did. And so I, I, I would not want to see that guy. Let's say he was 18. I would not want to see him go into a jail cell because of a choice that I made myself. Now, if he grabbed me out, you know, outside of his house, forced me into his bedroom and then tied me up and forced me to do things, then, yeah, there's a crime there. Well, I think that um, probably, probably the the in a freedom moral freedom free world, you likely would be you know the the scenario would be essentially look if you're uncomfortable with it you know you would teach your child look if you're uncomfortable with it say no, and I knew I once the said no, no is said then 
you know, that's the magic word that stops it all. I could have said no any old time. Could have sure. walked right back out that Understood. window. Understood. And, and I don't have a problem with the scenario that you're talking about. It, it, you know, if two parties consent in, in a manner that, you know, that that doesn't bother me in the same way that it, it does with it when a child's being but then taken you can't advantage suppo- of. Well, then stop it then, because you cannot, if, the, if you just said that doesn't bother you, then you can't support statutory rape laws, because statutory rape isn't real rape. It's just a law that says that if you have sex with somebody under the age of X, then you go to jail. And so that's why we see so many 20-year-old guys the, um, going to the, the pokey. The age disparity really begins to bother me. At like some, six? At some point, the age... Uh, years? Yeah. yeah. Six years old, that, that, that it, would bother it's, you. It, it's, well, it, not if it was an eight-year-old and a six-year-old playing erotic games. I know but, that that happens. Julia, you were a young lady at one time in your uh, young teens, and you got involved in some sexual things, did you not? Yes. Okay. Were you aware of what you were doing? Yes. How old were you, and how, how aware were you? Uh, oh. I'm not sure what you're referring to. Well, so what's some of the earliest kind of sexual activity that you consented to? <sighs> Probably age 14. Okay. Um, it was, I don't know, the first sexual experience I guess I ever had was when I was 14 and it was with a friend, a female friend, and I consented to it and I knew what I was doing. Now, it was somebody who was in your, your age bracket, but right. if, if it happened to have been someone who was 10 years older than you, you get that age disparity that makes people very, very uncomfortable, right. but if it was someone that you were comfortable with, you, you knew what you were doing, right? It wasn't yes. like you were confused. I mean, you might have been sexually confused and not really knowing exactly what was going on, but you knew what you were getting into. Yes. So that's what I'm trying to point out here is that young people aren't necessarily as clueless as i think some adults might want to imagine them as does that make sense I, it, it, yeah. it does there's to a me, lot of yeah. silence coming from these other two microphones well here. you know were you it's shocked by my story or something process. it's a shocking story sure okay. yeah, you know and i but i don't have a problem with young people having sexual experimentation with each other i know that happens you're never going to pass a law against it what bothers me is you know yeah somebody with a large enough age disparity getting um getting involved in that so some 35 year old guy sexually experimenting with a six-year-old what it's pretty sick. I believe that is those, sick. those people but, but, should be ostracized. Like but, I, I believe they should. Yeah. You know, maybe you could uh, get custody of their kids or something like that. But I don't care about their kids. Putting them in a jail cell isn't going to. I'm talking about the kids that were were uh, molested or whatever. Putting them in a jail cell isn't going to do anything to help them. It wouldn't have helped the guy that did that to me. More coming up. Hour three's coming up. It's free talk. Provider and licensing details are available. If this is your paycheck and this is your debt, what are your options? File bankruptcy and tread water the next seven years? Or make a call for Care One Credit Counseling Services and start getting out of debt today. A Care One Credit Counseling Agency can help you get immediate relief from stress caused by debt. And you'll have one lower monthly payment instead of the pile you have right now. Call a Care One agent today and you can start saving hundreds of dollars in fees and interest payments. Care One agencies have helped over 4 million people get out of debt and they can help you too. Call 800-952-9224, 800-952-9224 and find out how you can lower your monthly payments up to 57%. One 15-minute phone call can change your life. Call 800-952-9224. Eight hundred nine five two ninety two twenty four. 
This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. We're launching here into hour number three of the program. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Let's go to your phone calls. That's what the show's about. And talk ladies first to Betty in North Carolina. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Betty. Hello there to all of you. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Um, I'm kind of nervous about the subject you're talking about. Because I was raped when I was 12 years old by three different neighborhood boys. Oh, my. At the same time? or I had two at the same time. The third one didn't do it. But I kept telling them no, 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 because I knew it wasn't right. Oh, dear. And I was forced to do it. And I was told that if I would would have said anything, I would have gotten in trouble. Yeah, yeah, so that's a real crime. You, yeah, that, 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 that's a real, real crime. Um, but you know, that's what they often say: is you're going to get in trouble. Something bad is going to happen. For so for many years, I never said anything to my parents or nobody, and they're both deceased now. I ended up going in for treatment for codependency, and that's where it all came out at. And I was able to talk about it then. But I had felt so ashamed in that that I thought it was my fault. Oh, yeah. There are a lot of people that that feel that way uh, after a situation like that, and of course, it's just not the case. And how how sad and how tragic. Uh, I mean, I, what do you say to that? It's not just, much. <laughs> it's just awful. Were you? Uh, it's a shame. I mean, were you outside at the time, and they just sort of accosted you, and and how how did that come about? They coaxed me going into a garage. And they trapped you there. Yep. Wow. Did you have any idea they were like that? Were you okay with them before that uh, that instance? You, I mean, you didn't suspect them. That you obviously went into the garage. You weren't. <coughs> I didn't anything. expect that because you know we had always I had always played a, you know around with them and everything, and oh, I never no. expect them to do that. So awful. Why do people do that? Well, you know, young men um, sometimes you know they their their energies outpace uh, them. Betty, any other thoughts for us tonight? I don't know where else to go. I mean, it's a rape story, and I feel terrible about it, so I don't know what else to do. No, there's no other thoughts. Uh, are you are you a little better now that you've had some treatment? Are you able to have uh, sexual experiences at all uh, without um, problem? Yes, I'm able to talk about it now, and, and, uh, have, and I'm married. Well, that's good. So, you know, I feel comfortable with it now. My husband is uh, very... Uh, Humble and very understanding. So, did you ever find out what happened to those boys? I mean, did they move out of the neighborhood? Had you? Did you have to to see them every day of your teenage life? I mean, what was that well, I like? I saw them all the way up to I was about seventeen years old, and I stayed away from them. I bet. And, uh, Imagine you did. Very yeah. scary. And uh, finally, they moved out of the neighborhood, and I was okay with that. But it still bothered me inside, and I never told nobody. Betty, thank you for the call tonight. I'm I'm glad you called to share that. It's I'm certainly I, I'm sure it's not easy you know, to do. And, and the sooner the sooner you can get the information out, the be, um, the better. You know, it's it it's tragic, but who knows if it happened to some other girl? I mean, maybe they had such a good time they did it to somebody else. And if if you can stop them, then that's what needs to be done. That's a great point. But like she said. You know, and and like the earlier caller said, you're scared of things that may not necessarily be rational, but you're scared of what might happen. The guy that called earlier was worried that his father was going to kill the person that that did it to him. And Mm. sex is such a taboo topic for a 12-year-old that, I mean, I had a situation when I was younger, and it wasn't... it wasn't rape. It was no, nowhere near as serious as, as this 
lady's situation. But uh, I had a friend who I used to hang out with. It was actually one of my best friend's older brother. And I was 8 and he was 13. And he used to... I can't even really remember, and I'm not traumatized by it in any way, but I remember being uncomfortable while it was going on. He would push me down on the bed, and he would rub himself on me, and I didn't talk about it. I was terrified to talk about it. It's just wrestling. (laughs) Well, he used to say, I'm not getting up unless you, like do this with me, or I'm not going to play hide-and-go-seek with you guys later if you don't do this with me. Um, what do you identify it as? Uh, like, what, what was the noun he, he described uh, the, the activity uh, with? Do you uh, recall that? He would kind of hold me down, and he would rub it against me, and uh, he would, like, kiss my neck. Hunching you. Yeah, yeah, and I don't think he had a name for it, but I was I never talked about it because I wasn't allowed to talk about sex. Sex was this topic that I was never comfortable talking about with my parents. Parents, not even at 17. So it was kind of like, oh, well, I, you know, I don't want to say anything because, like, I'm not supposed to do that kind of thing. And, I, I, you know, I, I just yeah. I was never comfortable talking about and this that is subject. one of the reasons that I, you know, that, that talking I ex- to your ex- kids about parents, sex. please talk to your kids yes. about sex. Exactly. I was not comfortable. I my mom still doesn't know. And I mean, it doesn't matter. I'm fine. And and um, I have no reason to tell her. But yeah, I still letting your mom know would be of no. No, no there's no, no reason there. for me to tell her. But I mean, as I, I still point. thought about it when I was a teenager sometimes. And I just I never talked about sex with my so parents. When you say you ever. thought about it, did it ever bother you? Uh, I think it bothered me when I was like eight to ten ish. And only because I didn't really understand what was going on. So and you're confused somewhat by the yeah, subject. Why yeah. does he want to? hold me down and do that exactly right, because you couldn't talk you didn't feel like you could go talk to mom about it you ended up staying confused until you finally ironed out the issue right. on your own and and i actually ended up i put a stop to it myself at one point in time i just stood up for myself and said hey get off me no i don't want to do this and walked away and it so never at happened age again. eight at age eight you were able to stand up for yourself yeah and it wasn't i mean but you can't draw any conclusions from that either because there's certainly 12 year olds that can't Oh, I, there's no doubt about it, Mark. I'm just saying that there are some young people that are quite capable of making these decisions. Some are, sure. And while it may seem very bizarre and very strange, uh, that's just the reality. And the people, if you're talking about a consensual act, the people that are engaging in those acts should not be punished for that. I understand that you may disagree with it. That it may seem sick and bizarre and uh, objectionable, and that may all be I, true. I definitely would not want the kid to go to jail. I think he was just a horny 13-year-old, and he happened to hang around me. No, and, there I wouldn't mean, be any any benefit to that no, child. No, like I would never jail. want him to get in trouble for it, ever. Yeah, a stern talking to would be appropriate. Maybe a grounding, that would be appropriate. Taking away privileges, sure. Yeah. Let's continue with the calls. And talk to John in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, John. John in New Hampshire. Hello. Hello. Hi, I'm just tuning in, and uh, I'm just picking up. I don't know where the conversation came from, but I'm, I'm just picking up at the, on this hour, and I'm hearing Betty call in, and it, it reminds me of something very important. Uh, people need to know when they're a victim of something, and it, and it seems very strange when people first hear it, but they need to learn to forgive their uh, abuser because what ends up happening, pe- people say uh, there's a very, very common phrase, when, when a child, for example, is uh, raped or molested, that the child's innocence was stolen. And I think that phrase is absurd. The child didn't do anything. The child is still innocent. Yeah. But the mm. fact that people can use that kind of language is, is really weird. Yeah, it's a good point. It encourages people to sort of carry a burden around with them. Like... The, burden, the burden is 
if there's any innocent stolen, stolen, it is that hatred enters often. And it may be the result of the adults around and how they react to it. Mm. I'll give you an example. Michael Jackson's stuff was in the news when my kids were very little, mm -hmm. you know, and whatever he did with kids or didn't do. Right. But I said, for an example, if my kids were in the situation of the so-called, of, of the victim of, of somebody that did that, and he's a multimillionaire, uh, maybe the idea isn't to put him in prison or something like that. It would be to uh, forgive him, ha allow him to make amends if he chooses to, and move on with your life. Now, let me let me uh, just tie this together with uh, this fellow Sam that calls and talks from Texas, and he, he talks about the law of attraction. Mm -hmm. And and uh, we went to a talk at the uh, Porcupine Freedom Festival where he did a talk on the law of attraction, and there was a thing where it showed the you know the face of a person taking the ticket off of the automobile that he just got. What happens is if that's the focus, and and I didn't get to say at that point the circumstances that we talked about well it's not so much the circumstances how you respond to it yes if you can allow if and i did say if people can cause you to hate they can control you so what ends up happening for as long as you're going to hate that person and hold a grudge that 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 they can, can hide other things and I'll give you a personal example. I want you to do that in a moment, John. Hang on. 800-259-9231. I agree with where he's going on this. Uh, holding a grudge and hating somebody for the rest of your life is only going to eat away at you. Yeah. They're it not hurts gonna, you. Yeah, they're not going to feel it. They're not going to feel your hate. Nope. More coming up. You can take control. We'll hear more from John and take your calls as well about whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are on the site, and we give them away for free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Those features include the updates. You get signed up, and we will keep you in the loop when there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com and get on the list for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. Uh, are you thinking about starting a business? Here's a word to the wise. Incorporate at LegalZoom.com. Incorporation can help protect you against frivolous lawsuits that can wipe you out. LegalZoom.com is fast and easy. They do all sorts of legal documents, patents, wills, trademarks, LLCs. Use code FTL to save 10 bucks off your order. That's LegalZoom.com. 800-259-9231. I'm told that John, I, I don't know if he's still on the line. Let me try him real quick here. John, are you still there? I'm told that they didn't say he dropped off, but they also said they didn't have him. So. Yes, I'm here. Sorry, he is, is there. Okay, John is there. All right, very good, sir. Uh, you're back, and you were making a point about, uh, we, we had a lady call in talking about how she was raped, and we've been talking about molestation, and you were saying that, that certainly these awful things can happen, but letting it, uh, letting hatred rule over your life, hatred for the uh, the offender, the person who did this to you, is not a very healthy thing. That's what you were getting, and I'd like you to continue your thoughts. Yeah. Now, just by uh, just to make uh, one thing here, I don't come from this, come at this from a religious perspective. This is totally a human. It's, it's a realistic thing. I know that there's great examples in religion of forgiveness and all that sort of stuff. 
but you don't have to be religious to learn this lesson. Right. And I've it, got two it's, lessons it's in a thing my that, own that life works. where forgiveness, one in one case, worked very well, and in another case, it didn't. When I was a boy, my brother, who's a year older, died in an automobile accident. Mm. They were teenagers. They were driving around, fooling around, and of course, the police, the state, the prosecutor, and all that want to go after the driver, and that sort of stuff. Okay. I think motivated by the young people in the family and our friends, uh, we uh, <clears throat> decided and, and talked to our parents and talked to the, I, I forget, they talked to the police, the prosecutor, whatever. We asked and almost demanded that the driver not be prosecuted. It was an accident. Hmm. Things go wrong in life. Sure. And that yeah. was an important lesson. And I think that all of you know, my siblings and our friends dealt with this much better than if we had done harm to the person who had not intended any harm. Yes, my brother knew the type of driver that he was with. They were reckless teenagers. Sure. Uh, if my brother had been driving, it could have been him. But we didn't look at what it might have been somebody else. We just looked at what was the, what was the appropriate response. And it certainly wasn't to punish somebody who made a mistake. Nope. You know, what happens when you do that is you, you, don't, um, you don't make yourself whole. Uh, it's one thing to get restitution because then you're at some, at some level making uh, that other person whole again. But by just punishing someone, by simply, by simply uh, taking away their freedom, all you do is you destroy their value. So you had something, something of value destroyed in your life. And so in return, uh, many people would go and destroy another person's value. But that doesn't help anybody. That doesn't make anything better. It just makes their life that much worse. And it, it, destroying value for value just results in, a, in more people losing their value, and it's, and it's, it's not healthy. Right. Eye for an eye makes the whole world blind. There you go. And that kind of touches on that thing that Sam talks about, the law of attraction. It shows where you're focusing. You want to you start damaging? You want to you keep the damage going? Right. Or now, do you want to heal? My other example right. is where I, where I lost it, where, where, I, where I lost this control. And I, and I didn't realize until I thought about it that, that I had this since those you know, very young years. And then about whatever, as an early adult, I, I was uh, learning more about forgiveness. And I was very, very good at it in, in my life and, and doing that with people. I, could, I didn't let them get under my skin in a lot of ways. But something went wrong with my marriage, and my ex-wife acted crazy and got in the way between me and the kids, and I hated that. And mm -hmm. I looked at it. At that point, I was a little bit religious about it. I was listening to a guy that was telling me that I shouldn't be hate, feeling hatred be, for a religious reason. And I was saying, you know what? God damn it. I have a right to these feelings, and nobody's going to take them away from me. I have a right to this hatred. And you know what? I felt like I own this. Well, I carried that for so long, folks listening. Mm -hmm. You know what ends up happening when you carry it? You don't own it anymore. It, it owns you. Owns you. Mm. Yeah, you. Be very careful. Learn to forgive. It's not easy. It might sound crazy. And now, later on in life, not that I'm very old, but later than it was then, I've actually just recently read a thing about forgiveness, and it, and it bops me over the head. I said, that's crazy. <laughs> they said, actually think a kind thought about the person. You've forgiven them. Now, actually... Wish that things go well for them. Get yeah, over it. Move really on with the... your life. Think positive. I think Be that's... kind to others. People make mistakes. You know, sometimes it results in uh, a child being molested. Don't ever think that the child's innocence was stolen. The child did nothing. That's like that's like blaming the child. And 
that's where the you know, right. And then you give the that. kid this burden, blaming you, the child. Yeah, and then you give this kid this you know the burden of uh, the idea that they had their innocence stolen. They get to carry around with them for uh, as long and, as they feel and like this carrying. Is where hatred may enter when when people are told that they're victim. Hey, you know it's an imperfect world. It's an imperfect life. You do the best what you can. If somebody did something intentionally, well, you know, then you deal with that. But it's like the case of the the driver and my brother's accident, hey, you, my brother could have been the driver. I could have been. You could have been. Could I think have been the guy down the street. I think you make some great points tonight, John, and I want to thank you for your call. Very insightful. I would say uh, very accurate on that point. There's no Hope point. You have a good weekend. Thank you, John. Appreciate Bye. hearing from you. 800-259-9231. Hatred really doesn't hurt the other, um, you know, the, the other people. I can tell you there's some people, <clears throat> some prison guards in prison that I'm not real fond of, mm-hmm. you know, that I think back a decade ago, what a bunch of crappy people they were. Not all of them by any means. I, most, most of them were good people, but some of them really, really crappy individuals. Their life is not diminished in one iota by me thinking about or harping on what those people did to me or how they treated me or how they treated other people. It's just going to give you an ulcer. Yep. You know, it's just going to cause you problems. I mean, if you focus on that kind of negativity, it's really just going to carve out a hole inside of you. Mm. I mean, not literally, but but mentally. And it, it could really affect you physically. Oh, yeah. You know, if, if you're focusing on negativity like that, you could you could start to feel sick more often, and, you know, that anger will could manifest itself in all kinds of nasty ways. I think there, that there is a natural grieving time where sure. when something terrible for, happens to you at first, you're most likely sure, you're going to feel angry. angry. You're going to feel the probably important. a bunch of things. Yeah, the important thing is to get over it. Yeah. Grieve and get over it. Move on. 1-800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Uh, you can bring up what you want. We go to Brett in Colorado. Brett, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Brett. Hello, can hey. you hear me? Yes, sir. What's on your mind tonight? Well, uh, I wanted to bounce something off you all. I was, uh, I, I happened to get a, a loan offer in the mail at the same time as I got my newsletter from Monix, and they're the folks I buy my gold and silver through. And I was thinking to myself that uh, loan offer was for eight percent, you know, fixed rate. And uh, and and I was thinking to myself, you know, this might actually be a way to rather than just uh, you know holding off loss of value through inflation, actually profit a little bit. I'll let you tell us more uh, in a moment. Hang on, more with Brett. Your calls as well about anything. It's Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those, including live streams. We've got a broadband version of the show and a dial-up version. Both we give away for you at freetalklive.com. What if a socialist becomes the president of the United States of America? President Barack Obama? What about John McCain? The North American Union, unconstitutional gun and drug laws, a national ID card? What's your trigger point? If it happens, what will you do? 
or at this point it seems like more like when it happens, what will you do? The Free State Project participants choose what event will trigger their move to New Hampshire to join the fight for freedom. Check it out at freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. As we go back to Brett in Colorado. Brett, you're back on Free Talk Live. Hi. All right, so you're telling uh, us something about uh, gold and silver and uh, something like that. So go ahead. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I was I was contemplating a a scheme of sorts to, uh, to to manage to profit off the gold and silver investment, as in actually increase your wealth rather than store it uh, through using debt, um, basically through using in, uh, underrated debt. You know, because you can I got a I got a loan op- offer in the uh, mail for eight percent fixed-rate loan, um, and I was contemplating the possibilities of using that to buy, say, silver, and uh, and then paying off the loan by selling the silver bit by bit as the loan payments came up, and, you know, hopefully at the end I'd have a little silver left over after paying off the debt, you know, and that would be actual real profit, and it seems to me that might be even more profitable than, you know, investing that money in the stock market or some other... How much silver avenue. do you have now? I'm sorry? How much silver do you have now? Uh, I only have about 20 ounces right now. So, you, I mean, you, you know that there's a bit of a premium on buying coins and that kind of thing. And, and I mean, the people that buy it, the thing is, is that th- there's people in the business of buying and selling silver. And those people, yeah. they get the, the, the sort of the premium. Unless there's, uh, unless you make a significant profit on the silver, then, you know, they're going to they're gonna make the profit in the buying and selling. So you're saying that yeah. unless you're buying, like, bulk, buying, buying for bulk. long term. Yeah, you have to buy bulk, and, and bulk selling, silver. Selling a little bit of it at a time is, you know, you're not going to get your, you know, the the, the biggest return. Yeah, if that was a way to make money, people would be doing it like crazy. Uh-huh. Well, it seems like, I mean, if if inflation's, you know, ten percent and this loan, you know, has an eight percent, then there's two percent margin there, and that's considerably wider than the margin on most bullion. And most bullion's in a point oh percent, you know, point oh five, point maybe point ten percent margin of profit for them you know basically you'd both be profiting actually at the expense of the poor staff loaning you the money Mm. which would be some i forget where the offer came from but right it's an interesting idea. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to shot. I'm not going to advocate it. Um, you know, I don't know. Let let us know how it works. Hey, maybe it'll work out for you. You can start one of those programs where you uh, you know you can advertise with us and be like, call this number to find out how you can get rich quick, and it'll actually work. Who knows? Thanks, I Brett. I might make more money off of that than the actual gold and silver, huh? Brett, thanks for the co- yeah. That's probably the case. Thanks for the call, <laughs> dude. Appreciate hearing from uh, you. Separating the rubes from their money. That will definitely do it. Uh, what is it? P. T. Barnum is quoted as uh, saying. There's a sucker born every minute, but he didn't actually say that, did he? I, I don't know. I believe that is uh, that is misappropriated to him. Anyway, uh, we continue. However, there is a sucker born every minute. We continue here uh, with your calls. Uh, let's talk to Ryan in Manchester. You're on Free Talk Live. Ryan. Hey, guys. Hey, what's uh, on your mind tonight? I'm over here at Murphy's right now. Congratulations. you can't tell. Uh, I just got back from my... Um, official interview with the Manchester Police Department okay. uh, on the open carry incident. Oh, uh, that's right. Uh, was it two weeks ago? Yeah, Mark, you actually mentioned uh, earlier in the show tonight that Ryan was going to be going to this meeting. You didn't mention him by name, but uh, you were one of the four people that was detained and harassed by the Manchester Police as they, uh, you know, did background checks on your guns or ran numbers or whatever. What didn't they detain you for something like twenty minutes? How long? Well, like 45. 45 minutes? Wow. Yes, and 
and uh, it was completely illegal. I, I tallied it up, and there's uh, between state and federal, there's about 35 laws and about five or six um, constitutional uh, articles that they broke in it. And um, I got to talk to a nice little bureaucrat today about um, how I felt about it. And this was where? At the police department? Yeah, we actually, me and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven other guys had a nice little open carry demonstration out front uh, before, during, and hmm. a little bit after. Good idea. Well. Rub, it, rub their noses in it. Let them, let them see that, look. You're not backing down. Citizens carry guns. No one's getting hurt. And you're breaking the law, law you know, the lawman. Yeah, but nothing will happen to them for breaking the law. They no, can, they don't they need can to. break it with what impunity. What else can, what can you do except rub their noses in it? Yeah, what did they, what, what, how did the meeting go? About as you would expect, um, because it's a quote-unquote internal investigation, um, <laughs> Dave was with me, and they wouldn't let him follow me in with a camera. That's sure. Dave Ridley from RidleyReport.com. Yeah, because you don't have the right to be able to record this stuff. Oh, of course, because it's internal. Not only that, but um, at first he wanted to search my pockets. <laughs> we finally compromised, and I emptied my pockets in front of him so that I could prove that I had no recording devices on me. Wow, how paranoid. Yes, and then um, did one of your if they other weren't doing anything wrong? Why would they be worried about being recorded? Yeah, so they were you all alone. They they wouldn't let any of your friends come in with you. Right, they wouldn't let anyone go past the the lobby. So they are totally controlling every aspect of this uh, this encounter. That's yes, going to go. Not well. only that, uh, but uh, by the time we got to the interview room, I was required to lock my firearm up in a locker as well. Interesting. Yes, and he interviewed me. Most of what he tended to ask me was more along the lines of, do you think what they did was wrong? Well, yes, otherwise I wouldn't be here. Yeah, but duh, what if they it's did the it law, way? jackass. No, it's still wrong. It, it was just insane, the questions he asked. And, of course, I know nothing's going to happen of it. Sure. But it's all just protocol, so that next step, nobody says, well, you didn't file a complaint with the police department. You know, my next step is in two weeks I have a meeting, a one-on-one with the mayor, uh, in which um, I'm going to make sure that there is media uh, available there, and he has no excuse for excluding anyone from that. Yeah, well, I don't think the police have any excuse. It's just that they got away with it. I mean, they just do. They just get away with it. Yeah, I mean, couldn't you possibly uh, have a meeting with the cops in advance and tell them, look, we, we're going to have media here, and so put your best foot forward. Bring out your public relations officer or whoever it is that talks to the media because we want to do this on the, on the record. Oh, yes. Um, media has contacted them over many, many times, and their official comment is no comment. So outrageous. They don't, answer, they don't answer these questions. They don't have to. They're the law. I, I'm so tired of paying these people. I'm so tired of it. I don't support any of this nonsense, and I don't want to be associated with it. It's disgusting with the, how they're treating you. Yeah, and um, well, part of my complaint is, is the fact that they did violate Article 12 of the New Hampshire Constitution. Which what is, is that? That's um, protection and taxation reciprocal. It's just a lot nicer and... and more elegant to say you're violating Article 12 when essentially what it means is I pay your salary, buddy. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> so, so you're going to talk to the mayor about it, and what do you expect to come of that? Just more uh, slime. Yeah, I've seen footage, footage of this guy, Mayor Ginta, he, and he's just another slimeball politician. So, I mean, he's going to probably just spit out some nonsense to you about how he's really sorry about it or he's whatever. He's going to say as many words as possible and as little bit of yeah, content as possible. You know, the police were just doing well, their jobs. They're just trying to keep people safe. Hopefully you can understand that, blah, 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 right? What are you going to do then? Well, I have, I have 
three requests to be met, and then I will be happy. First is a, a full apology to myself and everyone else involved. From who, the mayor or the cops? Both. Okay. Um, well, from the mayor especially, because after this happened with to Dave Ridley last fall, the mayor took ownership of the situation and said he was going to handle it and make sure it didn't happen again. So now he's culpable. Okay. And, and don't forget, by the way, for everybody listening, that the mayor uh, received a great deal of help from the Free State Project members, you know, like people, um, you yeah, know, Free State Project members in getting elected. He knows these people are important, and he's not going to just, I don't, he'd be a fool to just forget about it. What them. are the other two things you're looking for, Ryan? Um, secondly, uh, retraining all the police officers on the force on uh, Article mm. 2A, which is the right to bear arms. Okay. Um, New Hampshire Statute Section 159, which is the, the firearm statutes, and the freaking Constitution and the fact that they can't just stop someone on the street and detain them. I want to find out what the third thing is here right. in moments. Hang on. More with Ryan. The gun uh, stop in Manchester. We'll find out the latest at 3 Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, then we ask that you shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter Amazon through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. Doesn't matter what you buy. Brand new, used. 41-plus categories that you can shop in. Free Talk Live gets a cut if you shop starting at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. As we go back to Ryan in Manchester, uh, Ryan is one of the early movers as uh, part of the Free State Project. And someone's yelling in the background. Uh, Ryan, you got into uh, an incident with the Manchester police recently where they stopped you and a few friends who were on the street and harassed you for the t- uh, to the tune of 45 minutes of your life. Now, I don't know about you, but my time's pretty darn valuable. I think maybe you should build a police department. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I, I actually thought about that. But um, really what I'm concerned about right now, I'm trying to be uh, civil about it. Um, yeah. There are people calling me radical. I'm thinking I, I'm being way too moderate in the situation. What are they calling you radical for? All you've done is gone and filed a complaint and scheduled a meeting with the mayor. Oh, no, I'm radical because um, I, I don't think the guns are evil. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Do but, police um, officers but, but, uh, think that guns are evil? Three requests. So what was that? I'm sorry. Oh, I said all I have are, are my three requests. The first, an apology. Second, uh, retraining of the officers. And third, a policy to terminate officers who repeatedly do this crap. Wow, you are that's never going to get want. those. I think that's completely reasonable. I think it's completely reasonable, but you're never going to get them. Uh, well... I'm going to fight it as much as I... I, I think that's awesome. I think what you're yeah. doing is fantastic. Please do. You're doing a great job of holding their feet to the fire. Yeah. And the more stories you get in the paper, the, the you know that goes so much farther than even the open carrying um, thing is to get the, the stuff in the paper so the uh, police are scared because they're scared to death of publicity. Yeah. And, uh, you know... Oh, yes. Um, like, uh, I've been in the, the, the big weekly Manchester paper um, the past two weeks over this incident. Yeah. Um, scheduling a new, another open carry litter pickup this Sunday. I think it's fantastic. And You're keeping the ball rolling, which is what's so important. We touched on this earlier, whereas if this happened in, to someone else in another state, uh, I'm going to have to have the board out pot you down because there's just too much noise in the background there. But uh, what we were talking about earlier is how if this had happened somewhere else, if it hadn't happened here in New Hampshire where all these wonderful liberty activists are around, then it would have just gone. That would have been it. 
it would have been over. I mean, th- there would have been no way to keep any pressure on anybody over this, and, and that's what you've managed, managed to do. You've managed to pull out news coverage. You've managed to keep the pressure on, and you're going to keep it up. And I say more power to you, Ryan. Yeah, actually, after this, um, if I don't get what I want there, um, I'm going to take it to state court and federal court. And um, the FBI has already expressed interest in actually doing a civil rights investigation against the city of Manchester. And I'm all for playing one one government agency against another. Yeah, it is kind of fun watching the gangs fight with one another. Ryan, thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you tonight. And keep us in the loop on what happens. With I, your case. I think they, the, the gangs generally like to fight with each other in that area, too, because, you know, it's all really, when it comes to police departments, it's all about, I'm tougher than you are, uh-uh, you know, that kind of nonsense. We continue. Uh, Paula is on the line in Florida. Paula, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark. Paula? Paula? We hear you. Yeah. Hey, what's on your Hi. mind tonight? I was told tonight to get on a website, allamericangold.com. Yes. And they said, you're going to be livid when you see this. What is it? Well, he wouldn't tell me over the, over the phone, but he said, get on it. And he says, you're going to be livid when you, hear, when you see this. So, so you don't even know what this is. You just... It's about something that has to do with the gold. But anyway, um, Uh-oh. just get on it. He said, you're going to be livid this when you see This is breaking news. It's just, sh- she doesn't well, even know yet. It, it, it's continuing to, um, to go up because we had you know, another bad day on Wall Street. So, it's, uh, so you're not trying to promote a gold dealer here, are you, Paula? Because we can't do that. We've got rules against Look, that. Look, I haven't got it doesn't the website appear yet. I've just given it to oh, yes, it friends, does. but he said just get on it. Yeah, all right. So what else did you have? Anything else uh, relevant or important? He said it's important. He says you're going to be Yeah, living. it sounds like he wanted to sell you some gold or something like that. I don't no, know. No, it has nothing to do with that. No? He said, Mark, does not have anything to do with that? Living, yeah, it does. Said. Yeah, you're just promoting a website for somebody, Paula. You understand that? He managed well, he to get you to call up radio station after radio station because this is what Paula does. She calls all day long. You call all day, right? Well, I was just told to let people know about right. this. Uh, you're, you're doing someone's dirty work, Paula, at this point. No, you're you're promoting somebody. You Is there something outrageous there, Mark? You're looking at the website. Um, Nothing jumping out at you? Yeah, gold sourced one month high as Bernanke yeah. and uh, Buffett square off on the economy. Uh, and there's some link you can buy oil gold. Oil jumps huh? to new, um, new high at $142 uh, as equities wilt. Hey, Paula, uh-huh. are you on a corded phone right now? No. Cordless phone? No. What the hell are you on? A cell phone? No, I'm just on a regular phone. A corded phone. It's a corded with a cord on it. Oh, yeah. I yeah. can have some problems with it. Yeah, you got some problems. Go to Walmart. Get yourself a brand new phone. Yeah, Thanks for the I call. Am. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. You know, it's, it is hard to find a corded phone these days. If you go to Walmart, it might act, they might not actually even have a corded phone. Yeah, I, you know, as a, as a salesman, I really when I make my calls... I want it to be crystal clear. I don't want anything to be between me and the client, the client myself. I, um, you know, I don't want them hearing any noises or any drops or anything like that. So I don't like a uh, cordless phone. And it, it it can be difficult to find a, a phone with a cord on it, a good yeah. one. Well, and if you're making a bunch of phone calls, as you do with your uh, sales profession, you can't have a cordless phone. You're going to be swapping batteries out and stuff. It's not going to last. So um, I had to search and search and search to find a, a corded phone for my office. It was amazing. Anyway, uh, so it sounded like what Paula was doing there was just promoting a website for someone without really realizing what she was doing. Someone, I guess someone was taking advantage of her. That's kind of sad. Don't take advantage of nice old ladies. 800-259-9231. Vince on the line in Indy. You're on Free Talk Live. Vince. Yes. Hey, Vince. What's on How your mind? How are you guys doing? Hey, great. What's up? Listen, I wanted to discuss something with you about these two Supreme Court hearings or 
decision that came up with Thursday about the death penalty in uh, Louisiana. Okay. In the Exxon Valdez case. I'm not very familiar. Both these cases were decided by local trials by jury. And I want to know when the Supreme Court's going to stop judicial review of of, of, of jury decisions because I think there is something in the Constitution that says that the facts in one case, facts of a case in one court shall not be rejudged in another court. And there was no constitutional freedoms. So wait, are cases. you saying, Vince, that you can't appeal, you should not be able to appeal a jury decision? No. I mean, oh, you can, but no, you you really can only appeal not not the decision. You can appeal the sentence. If something um, bad happened in the you know as far as the judge did something wrong in the case, you know p- perhaps suppressed evidence that shouldn't have been suppressed, or you know the, the, you can ha- you can argue about those things, but you can't argue about the jury's um, you know decision. No. Oh no, they're arguing about the jury decisions in both. I mean, because they cut down the exile Valdez award. I see. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I guess, Seriously, and, uh, I guess you're right they, on that. They terminated the death uh, penalty for a 52 year old man. Now this case I have about eight, ten years ago. What he, he was a, well now that, that, they they terminated the death penalty over a law that was passed by the uh, um, you know the uh, Louisiana, Louisiana legislature that was deemed to be cruel and unusual, and I I, I don't see a problem with that. Yeah, but well, I see where you're coming I, from, Vince. You're suggesting that they aren't following their own rules, which is kind of a theme with the government people, and it's just more evidence that they can't be expected to follow their own rules because that's what they do. They just make it up as they go along. It doesn't matter what's written down. And Vince, thanks for the call tonight. Quick email uh, from Perry. He says, guys, listening to the show about Julia's story, because uh, we were talking about sexual molestation and early sexual experiences and things like that. He says, I did the same thing to my younger stepsister and a few girls I used to babysit when I was a teenager. I was a virgin and really had no sexual experience with girls, and I did it to get off, and I called it wrestling. Mm. I'm now in my 30s and married. I was fine and had never done the same thing, and then a few years ago, I was tempted again when I was playing when I was play fighting with my niece. I went to counseling right away before anything happened, and a lot of the issues that had laid dormant for many years came to light. My wife was molested when she was eight by a relative's boyfriend. It has affected her a lot, and she is still not comfortable with sex. These things have taught us to be very open about sex with our kids, so they have the facts and know what is appropriate and what isn't. Kids will play around, and I don't really think it's so bad if a couple of eight-year-olds are playing doctor. After all, I did that with my male neighbor. We didn't know what we were doing, and it was somewhat innocent. Giving them the facts when they're young and asking the questions is a good idea, I think. I agree. I think that talking to your kids about sex is one of the most important things you can talk to your kids about. Absolutely. And as a parent, do you want your kids talking, uh, learning about sex from you? Right. Or they're going to learn friends. about it. Yeah. Right. They're, they're not going to not about talk it. about it just because you don't want them to. Right. They're not going to not have sex because you don't want them to. Right. They're not going to wait till 18 because you want them to. The only way they're going to wait to 18 is if you talk to them about it and, you, and they're completely forewarned and, and they have an understanding as to why that might be better for them. If you don't know where to start, start online and go look for some help at how to communicate with your kids about sex. Don't let your own fears get in the way. It's so important to communicate with your kids about this issue. Anyway, it's Vinny in here with you. And Julia. And Mark. Back tomorrow night, online in the meantime, at freetalklive.com. You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? 
First, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with a very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney. Finalized the contract in London and demoed our new product in Boston. Online from my desk with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam too. Remember that code 600 to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try, free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. W-E-B-E-X.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details.